Hi, welcome to the Dramatized Podcast. I'm Kelsey Maple. And I'm Lisa Ellis. And today we'll be talking about episodes three and four of The King, Eternal Monarch, on Netflix. Ooh. In the United States. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe elsewhere. We don't know. I guess let's just jump into it. We sure can. I'm excited. We got a lot to talk about. Oh, I do want to make a quick amends because I do want to say Kelsey was right. Moonbin from Astro was in Boys Over Flowers as young pottery boy. I don't remember his name. As a baby. And he was so cute. So people were in that show. And also, um, I was off about, I said like Lee Minho was like 17 or 18 in that show. He was more like, I think like 21, 22. So he wasn't as young as I said. Oh, he was wow. still very young though. Yeah, still pretty so young. So I want to make some corrections. <laughs> <laughs> For Over once. Boys Over Flowers. Yeah, well look, you can't just go out. I don't want, I don't want the Boverflow community coming after me. Episode three picks up with Tail turning back to speak with Ligon. Shinjay and Unsip are at the chicken place wondering where she is when Shinjay gets her text to go on without her. Shinjay keeps up the K-drama tradition of drowning his sorrows by calling out for a bottle of soju. <laughs> Unsip wonders what in the world can make Tail give up chicken and beer. Shinjay looks like he has a suspicion but doesn't want to think about it too much. Also, I'm just going to say right off the bat, if last two episodes were all about Young and me being all over him. I was really feeling Shinjay these episodes, like, oh. hardcore. <laughs> so. I thought, I thought you were going to, I mean, he's a very attractive man. I completely agree. <laughs> Did you think I was going to say Unsip? No. Oh, I thought okay. you were going to say Legon, and I was going to be like, yeah, oh, like, there's been a couple instances during the, these past two episodes where I was like, Yes, King. Get it. No, yes. I, yes, King. <laughs> I love that. Yes, King. Yes. No, I like. I make a comment in my notes somewhere that I'm like, how does the show have three equally beautiful and attractive men? And I just every time I'm like, I don't know who. I don't know who to focus on. Me. I have too many options. <laughs> how? Yes. Yes. Oh, I love them all. Yeah, they all they all have snaps for all of them as I applause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, snaps all around. Seriously. Good cast. Seriously. We go back to Legon's sudden proposal then. Did you say queen? Tail asks. Why? Did I look cool over the past few days? You've gone so mad that your brain turned 360 degrees. That would mean my brain is in the original position, Legon replies. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, he doesn't clap back very often, but when he does, they're so good. Because he's like, this is a scientific fact. Exactly. You need to get it right. It's a math clap back. Yes. It's a math clap back. (laughs) So, basically, Tail continues to not take him seriously, and Ligon gets frustrated. He tells Tail, among real numbers, zero is my favorite. You have the nature of that number. (laughs) She's already heard I know. I wrote down this whole thing because it's like, it's 90% cute, 10% just <laughs> too much. Yes. Because <laughs> it's like, you've known this girl for how long? Like, I know you think she saved your life, but like, you don't know her. She doesn't know you. And you're just over here being like, you're like the number zero. Exactly. And it's like, what? Well, it's not just that. I'm like, like most people are like, hey, I think you're cute. And like, Legon's like, you're my favorite real number in all the universe. If I were trapped in a square root, you would free me from the prison of math. Like, it's like, what? 
interesting analogy. I know. Oh my god. I love I love that they're like, we're gonna make him this math genius nerd who loves math and they're sticking to it. I they, love it. I are. love that that's part they of his are. character. Excellent oh. point. Usually a zero means that there is nothing, but it's actually a number of absolute power. It can nullify any number or take everything away from it. What makes money powerful is not the number at the front, but the number of zeros behind it. A number trapped in a root symbol can escape only under two circumstances. They need to have a square root or meet the powerful number zero. Because of you, I am powerless here, but that's okay. You are so much more amazing than I had imagined, and you're standing in front of the root symbol I'm trapped in. You asked if I was serious. That's my answer. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> I know. Like, like before he was like proclaiming, "You are the zero to me." Like him, like talking about the zero. I was like, "Yeah." Like I agree about the zero. And then he was like, <laughs> right? "You are the zero part of my." I was like, "Okay, no, you lost me. Now it's too much." <laughs> no, it's it's very clever, but and it's 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 so ridiculous in that context of using it as some kind of love confession. But I yes. love it, and I, I think it's intentional, and I love it. Me too, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, because like, it's like, yeah, all these K-dramas with these smooth talkers, and then you have this boy, like, you're zero to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Tail looks slightly stunned by his numerical flirtations. They, oh, and I was like, they're really digging into the idea that this guy loves math, aren't they? Yeah. But it seems that our gal wasn't really following along with the king's rant. What do you mean? I was asking if you really mean to keep talking nonsense. And she seems angrier than ever. Legon calls her a bear then, and Tail erupts. A bear? Would a king really marry a bear? Okay, fine. Let's go. Let's go to your world, and I'll proclaim myself as mother to the people. Lead the way. Oh, it's all so good. It's so cute. The pair go to the bamboo forest. When they get to the clearing, Legon just keeps walking back and forth, seemingly bemused. He realizes it's not opening because he came empty-handed, aka without the whip, because, of course, this is the literal one time he is not carrying it. I know! I thought that, too! I was like, you're this is the one time you are not carrying that whip, and it's the one time you actually, exactly. like, really need it. And I like her uh. just kind of smiling, like, oh, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> It's not funny. Also, I was, when I was watching, I was thinking, he carries around everywhere. It's like his lovely item <laughs> from Iran High School Host Club. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Honey has a bear and he has a whip. <laughs> it's his lovely item. The king, therefore, is Honey from Iran High School. <laughs> He's more of a, a Nori. Was oh, that his God. name? Mori. 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 You think he's more like Maury? No. He's young. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's 100% a Tamaki, let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> the chaos. He's such a Tamaki. You know who Goblin, Kimshin, biggest Tamaki energy? Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> this is why Lisa loves me, because I am Tamaki. It's true. <laughs> the Kyoya to your Tamaki. Yeah. <laughs> I don't pretend to sexually assault people, but that's a different story. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. So Legon is not carrying the whip, and so the gate does not open, and this does not help with Tail's trust issues. And she, of course, gets frustrated and continues to just think she's being messed with. Legon looks delightfully unbothered. He's just an unbothered king. <laughs> Please, Stan. 
making these jokes. I don't know why it's so funny because that is literally what he is. But I know it's just hilarious. <laughs> Tail tells him that tomorrow she's getting his DNA results, at which point she is going to be done with him. Also, he needs to stop calling Unsip. Did Unsip agree to that? Legon asks. He's government property. Tail replies. <laughs> Ligon wonders if Unsip and Yang would even have the same DNA, since even twins differ. So any relative found by the DNA test would not be his family. His mother and father passed away a long time ago. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about his question now that we know what happens in the next episode. And I'm wondering if he's wondering that to know if Lilim could do that with his alternate self. Uh, yeah, I for sure think that's it. Yeah. I just know, I just, that just came to me whenever you said that. I was like, oh, hmm, that might be oh, a deeper question. A good point. <laughs> he says his mother and father passed away a long time ago. His first duty was to carry out the funeral proceedings of his father when he was eight. This strikes a chord with Tail, who looks empathetic, and Ligon tells her to lead the way out. As they walk, Ligon comes up behind and puts his jacket over her shoulders, and let's clap for the smooth gentleman. <laughs> he asks her, what's his name? You're an only child, but you call him your brother. And clearly he's asking about Shinjae. Also, this was the first point at which I noticed that Taeyo calls Shinjae Hyung, not Opa, which is like some major friend zoning. I didn't know girls could do that. I know. <laughs> I looked it up because I was like, because I heard it and I'm like, am I hearing this wrong? But apparently a couple different opinions, but people generally were saying like, yeah, it is. It's a very, it's not a common thing to do. It's strange, but it could be done by like a tomboy younger sister who sees a guy like kind of jokingly would call him Hyung. Like, I have no romantic feelings for you. You are just, you are like an older brother to me. And like, that makes sense because Tail is a tomboy. And that's why I'm like, that's some serious friend zoning. That is some serious <laughs> like, friend zoning. It's basically like, I'm a guy. I'm impressed that you noticed that. Good job. Thank you. I hope I don't have to amend it next episode because I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, yeah, I never know. Because I remember him saying that. And I was like, I don't remember her ever calling Shinjae Opa or, like, anything like that. That's the thing. Because I actually didn't notice it there. It was later on when she was calling. At some point when she's talking directly to Shinjae. And I'm like, she's not saying Opa anywhere in that sentence. Poor guy. <laughs> he just wants to be loved. True. Tail again asks Ligon what his name is. You can't ask for another guy's name when you don't even know your own. I never said I didn't know. I said you can't say my name, even if I told you. Tail asks if he's the poet Kim Sowol. Who is that? The king asks. Also, I asked. If you're asking, he was an early modern Korean poet who wrote in a style reminiscent of folk songs. Tail quotes the poet by saying, She won't finish the last words I had in my heart, so stop being nosy about my life. <laughs> the first part of that was the quote. Yeah. Not the second part. <laughs> yeah. As the great poets say, stop being so damn nosy. Shinji <laughs> <laughs> uh. shows up outside of Tail's apartment. He sits and thinks back on his first training with our gal. We see that even back then, she was her usual aggressive self. And when Shinji gets flippant with her, she literally flips him to the ground. Back in the present, Shinji goes to take comfort in Maximus, which, like, he's becoming quite the emotional support animal. <laughs> yeah. Maximus gets mad when Shinjae tries to pet him, and Shinjae says, I just look a bit rough. I'm not really a bad person, which is funny because I was just thinking about how cute and soft he looked. I know. This is like, uh, I wish we could reference Tease in the Trap, because it's like when they say Inho, it looks like a, 
a delinquent. Mm-hmm. And like same with like, mm-hmm. like Shinji looks so rough. And I'm like, where? What is going on in Korea? I agree. It's like your delinquents look like that. Um, okay, lock me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, Maximus <laughs> doesn't agree and is still upset with Shinje, who remarks, "You really are handsome." They must have been talking about you when everybody said Tail had gotten involved with a handsome man. <laughs> Shinjae looks over at the king's saddle, and he recognizes the flower symbol of the kingdom of Korea on the horn. He pulls out his notebook where he has drawn the same symbol, but I don't think we know why. No, we don't. Okay, I was, I was like, so did I confused. miss something? How does he know no. this? There's been many moments where that has happened, where I'm like, did I miss something? Yeah, right? Why is this happening? But yeah, no. <laughs> so that just reaffirmed to me that the person who came in to save gone in his well no just gone because his daddy died um (laughs) (laughs) credit where credit is due (laughs) i believe it's him now i definitely think it's him i think so yeah and like going back because i watched that scene again or maybe no we see it again yeah we see it again i'm like it looks like him Mm mm-hmm i agree i don't know if that was supposed to be like a big mystery or because they didn't do a very good job trying to hide him. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we're just using what we were watching. We're not doing anything crazy. Also, there's still True. just like so many mysteries. I feel like every new scene, there's like another tendril. Because now I'm like, is yeah. Shinji somehow connected to the kingdom of Korea? In the kingdom of Korea, court lady No is hiring camera girl, whose name is Sunga, and apparently just came back from Canada. So Canada exists in this world. That's good to know. Also, is there still a tourism deal? Are we going to have to go back to Quebec? <laughs> yes! We got to go back to Quebec. Put it on the list of things we're going to do outside of quarantine. <laughs> like, so many people in these K-dramas are like, Canada! <laughs> Canada does not come up that often. <laughs> I mean, we got the same screenwriter. She really likes Canada. That's what I say. I think she's getting paid. You know, you you earn your bills. Yeah. Respect. You earn your bills. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Sina <laughs> is hired to be part of the public affairs team. She is shocked. Why did you hire me? Court Lady No tells her she's been watching her. Nickname Jogun Jogun. I've enjoyed your fanfics. She's this girl seriously got hired for her fan fiction stories, and I am here for it. Me too. This this was so funny. I like I love this girl. Like every time I see her, I just like appreciate her more. She's adorable. <laughs> she's adorable. She got and like she's living the dream. Right? Like, she's definitely going to get friend-zoned, as we'll see later on. She's definitely going to yeah. get friend-zoned by <laughs> Young. But she's barking up the wrong tree there. She is. <laughs> but she, you know, she's living that, like, your name life, you know? She's yes, living it. Yes, she is. Well, and it's like, I love it because it just goes to show, like, hey, you write those fanfics. It's not stupid. It's not without reason. You could get hired. <laughs> by yeah. <the> king. <laughs> yeah. I said, she's so cute and appreciates a beautiful man. She is all of us, and therefore I am rooting for her. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. The court lady says she hired Sunga to do what she did in her fanfics. Write beautiful stories. I have a theory, which I could be way off on this, that Nari is married to Unsup? Like, the other universe? Maybe. I don't know why I think this. <laughs> but my thought process was maybe if we saw... Part of me really wants... 
us to get another snapshot into his apartment and then suddenly like his husband comes out of nowhere oh. like i know like that's not a thing in korea but you know whatever like his yeah. husband just comes out of nowhere and you're just like what and they have babies and kids and <laughs> yeah i would love that like leave him gay do i know it. that's because that's the only reason i'm suspecting because we very specifically don't see his wife yeah I but know. that could just be because she doesn't have a part to play. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it is her. Maybe we'll see. I'm just gonna keep making conjectures. Yeah. We see the prime minister in her car. She recalls when Legon asked her, "Are you honest?" We see her full answer now. Honesty is a privilege only the king can have, since he doesn't need to care about approval ratings. But I'm a politician. She thanks him for voluntarily deciding to pay taxes, which. Send me down a rabbit hole on if the Queen of England pays taxes so I can know what the heck a king would pay taxes on. Damn this show for making me look into <laughs> tax returns and tax codes at a time like this. Does the queen? She does, voluntarily. I thought so. I had no idea. I never thought about that. I never even thought about if senators pay taxes. They do. They should. <laughs> Well, to me, it was weird because I was like, why would you not just pay them less and then just not have them pay taxes? But I guess it's on income, and so they could have other income. I think that's why. Yeah. Anyway, he pays taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but only only but, this past year. He's only been doing it for a year. True. Yeah, Legon. What the heck? Exactly. <laughs> what the heck? But as a politician, I actually, okay, now I feel like all his spending, like it's so much more... Frivolous now, because it's like, all those diamond buttons, they could have helped the poor in your country. <laughs> Everything's more nefarious now that I think about him just being a mooch. Well, we don't know if they have poor in the kingdom of Korea. We don't know that. True. Well, they do talk about uh, income disparity. That's true. The prime minister says that as a politician, she is going to use his honesty. The king interrupts. I heard you vetoed the salary raise of the congress members. Do you think you can win? Am I going to be a joker in that fight? You're always the king, of course, she replies. <laughs> Back in the car, we pan to see that old man from before, and he's sitting next to the prime minister in her car. Who is he? I know, and it's weird because I keep... Also, this show keeps messing with my brain because since there are, like, alternate reality versions of people and since time can kind of stop and go, I'm like... I'm not scared that everybody's, like, just alternate versions of each other and all yeah. this stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> sometimes, like, 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 alternates look slightly different than their... Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. the Liam's, like, main... Because I didn't realize that the guy who is his right-hand man or whatever is the same guy as the bookseller guy until he said it. I know, me either! I was like, they don't look the same! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know who he is, and I so badly want to know who he is! Yeah. In the cabinet room, all the cabinet members from the PM's party are yelling at her that her veto is crazy. Is she sacrificing their salary to boost her approval rating? The party helps you gain that position, one cabinet member accuses, but all you're doing is putting on more makeup. The PM's secretary has to hide a smile. I, mm, he does that a lot. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I want to talk about all that after okay. this scene, because yeah, I have, yeah, I have thoughts. <laughs> Me too. Credit, <laughs> credit where credit is due. The PM snaps back that if all my position involves is dressing up and putting on makeup, then you can dress up and put on eyeliner as well. 
Yeah. <laughs> she stands up to explain that while the king has been voluntarily paying taxes, their party's approval rating has been plummeting. There is a huge wage gap between high and low earners in the country, and while lowering their salary won't help, it will show goodwill to the voters. And one more thing, I'm the prime minister of Korea, not the head of a party. She leaves, and again we see the gray-haired man from before, and he seems to like pop a pill and crunch it aggressively in his mouth. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, Who is this thing? I, yeah, I don't know. But I gained a lot of respect for the prime minister in this scene. I was like, maybe I don't really like you as a person, but right now I kind of like you as a prime minister. Yeah, except for it's one of those things where I can't figure out when she's being genuine at all because it, I still don't know. Did she just do that to gain approval? Like, because we know that she is obsessed with public approval and public perception of her. So is she willing to sacrifice her own po or like sacrifice your party's opinion of her? Or maybe even so she's like, well, since the king did this, I have to sacrifice my party so I can come ahead. Like, that's the thing is I'm like, I don't know if she's genuinely doing this or if she's just trying to do it as part of her 3D chess game. Yeah. Because I agree. Because, yeah, when I watched it, I was like, oh, like her in that cabinet meeting, I was like, yes, stand up, applause. Yeah. But then when I went back and watched her conversation with Gone and the way that, like, he's like, are you just using me? And she's like, oh, no, you're you're the king, of course. But I was kind of like, oh, well, I don't know anymore. I think she, I feel like she only cares about the people's approval of her, like the masses right yeah. now. I haven't decided, like. But then. We see that, like, she came from the lower class, so maybe she is trying to help them? Yeah. Like, I don't, I just don't, I don't know. know. I'm. She's gotten a lot more interesting, because before yeah. I was like, oh, she's just the vapid, manipulative woman in this show. But now I'm like, okay, wait, I, you're, you're interesting. Yeah. I think that's really funny how all the women have come up and we're just like, oh, you're going to be a 2D character. And then it's just like, oh, nope, no, I'm not. Look, look at how complex I am. And you're like, oh. Okay, I'm here that for is a it. really good point. Yeah. I read a really interesting review, like because I was just curious about uh, like people's thoughts on this drama. It's so, like I won't say what website it was, but I was like reading this review, and someone harped on how much they didn't like Tail because she's just so mean and aggressive unnecessarily. And that's so interesting because I think she's feisty, but I would never categorize her as mean. Me either. I'm like, I like her. I love her. Me too. Yeah, I would. Also, yeah. they were like really upset about, they're like, I don't see why this show um, keeps attacking liberal arts majors. It's just unnecessary and mean at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, speaking as a liberal arts major, one, I don't think they're making fun of us. And second of all, even if they were, can you not take that much seriously? I know. Like, yeah. Also, as a liberal arts major, it's not... I would do a liberal arts college for Christ's sake. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's not, not that serious. It's not that serious, hon. You and it's to... like, especially coming out of the mouth of gone. It's like, I, I don't know that we're supposed to take him super seriously. Yeah, no, like he's a nerd. It's like, like exactly. It's like, okay, you're going <laughs> to harp on me being a liberal arts person. You fucking nerd. Like go sit yeah, down and like... play with your math puzzles. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I never, I never would categorize Tail as being mean at all. Like all of her reactions so far, I've found to be very relatable and real. Like, yeah, that's yeah. exactly how somebody would react to 
a person coming up to them being like, I'm from an alternate universe, and <laughs> exactly. I am the king I mean, of she's... said alternate universe. Well, you're, right? I, I, you were just obviously insane. Like, Well, I think, like, she's she's gruff, and she's blunt, and she's straight to the point, but I don't, that in no way makes her mean. And, like, even more so, I think it's used, obviously, to juxtapose the king, who's just like, that, 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 I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, we can write our own review yeah. and be like, we love exactly. Kale. She. I just thought great. that was so funny. I was like, I gotta defend our girl. Like everybody's allowed to have their own opinion, but not on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> on our podcast, this is our opinion. Back in the ROK, we find out from some of the violent crime unit guys that Shinjay's salary is being seized by the administration again. What does that mean? I don't know. I like. It sounds like he is. They're just like, you're not getting paid for now. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't make any sense to me. His salary's being seized again. Like, why isn't he being paid? Yeah. How is that possible? And apparently he doesn't know about it. Yeah. Also, I, I don't know what this means or how they could do that. And one of the guys asks, do you think that his mother still hasn't quit gambling? Which implies that's why it's being seized. But also, I don't see what that has to do with anything. Exactly. Like, I don't, it was such a weird situation. Yeah, they made it seem like, oh, your mom got caught gambling, so we can't pay you. <laughs> yeah, that, it was weird. I was like, I don't Who knows understand. how Korea police system works? But system. Yeah, it's like, we, we know your mom's gambling, so we're not gonna pay you. And it's like, He's not the one gambling here. Why yeah. aren't you paying him? He's still working. That feels illegal to me. Right? <laughs> yeah, because the only thing I can come up with is like, yeah, it's like a punishment. Like, you need to stop your mom from doing illegal activities or we're not going to pay you. It's like, wow, it's almost like my mother is a good, my mother, his mother is a completely <laughs> different entity than himself also that he can't mother. control. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't get that. I did not get that. Yeah, also my mother as well. <laughs> I cannot not control my her actions. We are the same entity. <laughs> Apparently his mom grew up rich and then fell to poverty, hence the gambling problem. Or did she... I thought it was she fell into poverty because of the gambling problem. Yeah, I guess it could be either way. I don't I guess know. it doesn't really matter. They're in poverty now. Yeah, yeah I guess... Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, when when Shinjai was a kid, they he was rich, rich, and now he's not. <laughs> <laughs> the gang all gets together and ask again when the new recruit is getting there. This morning, their boss replies, but it's the afternoon. Just then, someone enters the room. It's the new recruit. <laughs> he swaggers in, handcuffed to the criminal he just caught, looking super cool. Everyone is impressed. Tail jumps up to take charge of the criminal. You look well built, she tells the new detective as she sits him down. It's nice to see you, newbie. What's your name? Only it's the criminal who stands up. Yes, I'm John Michael. Tail tells him. I know. (laughs) This scene cracked me up. It was so good. Tail tells him to sit down and answer the detective's questions properly. That's the new recruit, the boss replies. (laughs) Talk about subverting expectations. (laughs) Yes. It was fantastic. Everyone's stunned as they turn to look at this new thug-like fellow. Now this is a man who looks rough, Shinjai, not you. He introduces himself again, confirming he really is the new recruit. He just really wanted to try handcuffing himself to a criminal. Which, that <laughs> He's, was so strange. He's like, I just really wanted to try this. I just had this fancy of handcuffing <laughs> myself to a criminal. 
you know, now hey, that I've done no it, kink shaming. <laughs> I, mm, I will kink shame you if you try kinks on the job. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I was going to say, if the criminal is Shinjay, <laughs> we will allow it. <laughs> Lisa, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. He says to call him Jongmi, which hilariously means Rose. He's delightfully awkward and earnest, and I already love him. Me too. Shinjay asks for Jongmi's email address to send him the manual. It's rose93 at unicorn.net. <laughs> and again, they're flashing me email addresses. And this one actually sent! Oh, it sent? Yeah, I'm so excited to see if we have more luck this time. Oh my god. I haven't gotten a response back yet. Wait, I haven't checked today. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god. I like how you're doing this on our joint email account for this podcast. <laughs> you're in this with... Aw, oh, dang it! It got rejected! Ah! I don't think there's a domain called unicorn.net. <laughs> they need to stop tempting tempting me then. <laughs> they need to stop tempting. Well, I think they would have assumed that you'd be like, there isn't a domain with unicorn.net. <laughs> they don't know me, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Jongmi also bows so violently that he smacks his butt into the computer monitor behind him and I cackled. <laughs> I love physical comedy. Oh, man. Everyone seems to think Jongmi is entertaining, except for Tail, who looks over the situation. Tail, Shinjae, and Jongmi set out on a funky search for a not-so-funky murder weapon. Oh, my God. They spend all day digging through trash piles looking for the crowbar. Finally, Jongmi finds the bloody weapon. Shinjae tells... <laughs> Shinjae tells... Chills? Shinjae tells the two of them to hand it to a forensics team and take care of the rest. What do you mean you too, Tail asks. What would this rookie know? That's the same as telling me to do everything. For whatever reason, I'm already defensive of Jongmi, so this upset me. Same. <laughs> Maybe the only this time is... you've crossed the yeah, line, Tail. This... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this was the scene they were talking about. Like, Tail's mean. And I'm like, yeah, she was. She was mean in this, this she is mean. <laughs> but I also would be mad if I like had a new recruit and then my partner was like you handle that and it's like well i'm gonna be doing all the work what the heck dude yeah well i think she's just like i mean i think it's kind of the same way like your siblings pick on you i think, I think oh, she's yeah. doing little love nips it's just her personality oh yeah i agree shinjay ignores her and leaves where are you going are you receiving a bribe or what tail yells after him <gasps> it's too bad that such a fine tradition is disappearing these days shinjay yells back i really like your jokes jongmi comments laughing tail turns to him jokes you aren't joking and Jongmi's face falls. He takes a step back. Take it with you, Tail yells after Shinjay. This guy believes everything. I, that was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. She's like, I like your jokes. What what joke? <laughs> we cut to Shinjay receiving a bribe. I, I or at know. least a guy. <laughs> I know, that was so funny. The inherent comedy. <laughs> or at least a guy is trying to convince him to. The seedy guy who's trying to get Shinjay to take the money remarks again how Shinjay's family used to be rich, but they lost it all when he was 15. He apparently has two lifetimes worth of debt now. Shinjay brushes off. <laughs> What's that face? I guess Shinjay's a good boy. He shouldn't have to deal with all this debt. His mom is a... Shinjay brushes off the man with some dry humor, my favorite, and the man questions how he can live such an honest life. I don't live honestly, Shinjay responds. Somebody once told me to be someone standing at the edge of the wrong path. The man still insists. I'm not asking for much. Just give me a call before any crackdown and let us off a little if we get caught. He places a hand on Shinjay's shoulder. It's a win-win. 
Shinji reaches out and slaps the man across the face. The man still doesn't get angry, standing up to try to continue negotiations. So Shinji reaches over and shoves his face into the bag of money, saying, you asshole, you chose the wrong guy. You better be here at the next crackdown and make sure I catch you so I can get promoted, all right? Uh, I was, at the start of the scene, I was so worried that Shinji was going to be the person we didn't think yes, he was. And I was me so too. worried. I was so worried. But then, ah, oh, this happened, and I was like, yes, good boy, Shinji. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like you can, he does a really good job, like, again, props to the actor, like, of showing that, like, he is kind of, like, falling apart at the seams. Like, he gets really emotional. Like, yeah. you can, you get the sense that, like, oh, like, we hear talk about, like, oh, you have a debt, blah, 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 exposition. But I think seeing it and seeing it on his face and seeing how it's, like, it hurts him to turn out this guy, but he, like, knows he has to. Yeah. Props to him. Props props to him. Also, don't fall in love with all the boys in the show challenge. Failed. Uh-huh. We see Shinji walking torturedly down the street eating a popsicle, which is a very wholesome alternative to cigarettes, meetings. We flash back to Shinji teaching a class of little kids at the Ta- Taekwondo Academy. We again see the picture in Tail's home, and we see that through all of Shinji's personal achievements, it was always Tail and her father who were by his side. Oh, indeed. We love chosen family. Shinji is having trouble controlling the kids. They just won't listen to him. He explodes, cursing at them, which is hilarious, but of course the little shits start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Later that night, Tail's dad tells Shinji he's not going to be teaching the kids anymore. Shinji tells him he can't do this. Tail's father took his money, saying he'll stop Shinji from becoming a gangster. How will I make a living if you kick me out? All I can do is become a gangster. If I do, I'm going to take tons of money from this building maintenance fees, so think about it. Why weren't you so good with words in front of the kids? Tails' dad responds. Tails' dad tells Shinji he should try doing something else. He repeats what Shinji said earlier to the gangster, that he should not be someone who leads people to the right path, but be someone on the edge of the wrong path. Tails' dad leaves, but not before giving Shinji a police exam prep book. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> like I forced you into a response there. <laughs> I love this gritty cop noir vibe they're giving Shinji. Mm-hmm. Also getting this, like they're setting up this sort of like angel versus devil motif with Shinji, who's a devil. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not the, but I mean, he's like down and dirty and like, I'm just on the edge of the wrong path and all this stuff. And then you have like this man who's literally a prince on a white horse, like riding in bathed in this glow of glory. This makes so much sense why these two episodes, you were like, Shinji! And I was like, Leon! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I feel like Young is, like, right in the center, and so we're both like, yeah! <laughs> Young's just a beautiful man. <laughs> That's what I guess, because we were like, oh, he is gay! <laughs> I love you in a different way now. <laughs> like, okay, it's like, I... You can be whatever you want as long as I get to look at you, okay? That's all I want. I don't want anything else from you, okay? I just want to be able to look at you. <laughs> I could even start to unpack that statement. Oh, the queen has declared we may be who we are as long as she can look at us. Not you. Ah. <laughs> Tail continues to pick on poor Jongmi, who still is a good boy who tries his best. Her desk phone rings, and we see that Ligon got his hands on her work number. She asks how he got this number. 
Unsup, he answers. We hear Tail tell Jongmi to bring Unsup to her. In handcuffs. You can beat him up if he refuses. We cut to Unsup shopping at the grocery store with Lee gone. His wrists are seriously bruised, which is messed up. It's hilarious only because he's dramatic about it and walks around like some weird velociraptor with his wrists like folded up. <laughs> and he's just like, he's constantly making these weird movements. <laughs> it was so funny. And I think he does one movement, movement with his hand. It reminds me of that like really stereotypical gay move where they do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, the show is really telling us in not so subtle ways. I was like, was that on purpose? What is going on? Where he just like does this whole thing, he just goes, yeah. or he goes like this. He's just like, and he's like, oh. he's like flopping them around. And then when like the king's like, I'm gonna behead you, and he's just like, fine. And he like lifts his head. Like, he just looks so ridiculous. I know. It Again, was like so I'm good. loving the physical comedy. Me too. So good. And that, I think particularly like knowing in like a fourth wall breaking kind of way that it's the same actor as Yang just like makes I it all the more know, delicious. I know. I was gonna say that too. Just like props to that actor as well. Yes. Oh my god. But I mean, it's also weird because like in the moment, like neither character like brings me out of it. So he does a great job. Yes. It's like both are very believable. Yes. Yeah, because whenever I like look at one or the other. I never immediately associate. Oh, it's like, oh, you're also this person in this alternate universe. Props to him. For sure. <laughs> Unsip's understandably upset at Legon because he told the king not to tell on him. As an apology, Legon appoints him chief of the royal guard in this world. From now on, you're the unbreakable sword. <laughs> Unsip just tells Gon he's crazy. Yep. Court Lady No is meeting with the public affairs team. They tell her rumors are spreading that the king is ill since no one has seen him. She insists it's unfortunate since he refuses to come out of his room. Singa says she has an idea. We can cloud the issue in times like these. She asks where is Jo Young, chief of the royal guards. Next, Singa is alone and Yang comes in. She is understandably wowed by his mere presence. Yes. <laughs> she tells him to give her his phone. Yang hesitates, but Court Lady No told him to cooperate. Also, then I just go off about, like, how everything he does is so smooth, like, even just handing over the phone and undoing his jacket and, like, all this stuff that you don't need to know. <laughs> or you do know. I do know. Do you have SNS? Sunga asks. I don't, Yang answers. I knew it. I was just checking if you had any hidden accounts. She checks his photo album, and he just has landscapes and a photo of a pigeon, and I have never related more in my life. Yes, bird boy. <laughs> we could be friends. <laughs> that is also my camera roll. Oh my gosh. <laughs> also, Sunga is kind of flirting with him, and I'm just very proud of our gal for putting herself out there. Me too. Me too. And she's not doing it in a pushy sort of way either. No, it's this very like coquettish kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I banter. like her. That's yes, the word. Yes. I like how, at least so far, none of the women in this show have been like, head over heels, just being like, oh, yeah, hi, like, hello, like, oh, my God, you're so handsome, blah, 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 blah. like, you know, that stereotypical, like, oh, whenever my crush comes into the room, I just, I can't speak, and I can't do anything, and oh, my goodness, everybody's been really calm, cool, and collected, and I'm here for it, because these yes. are all grown women. Well, I guess except for, like, the hundreds of women in Seoul who are fawning over Legon all the time, but <laughs> I, I agree. True. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> None of our, our capital G gals. Yes. Eventually, she finds a photo of Yang and the king in military garb smiling together. This seems to be exactly what she's searching for. And damn, it's a really great photo. It is. 
so I cute. literally paused it, took a video of me reacting to said photo, and sent it to Lisa because I could not contain my feelings over this photo. We see the whole country beaming, looking at their phones and admiring the picture on Instagram. Some comments include, Gong Joe couple is official now. And some girl saying, Opa, I love you, English, please. Oh my and God. My God, did you have to call us out like that? Right? <laughs> Like, I guess we're officially that annoying. I'm so sorry, Korean celebrities on social media. I would stop it if I could. I think it's especially delicious that the comment is on a picture. Yeah, <laughs> It's like he's not even talking. Oh, my God. Yeah. I always think it's so annoying when people do that. You need to speak English. It's like, no. Shut up. I was like. I pa, I just laughed so hard at that. Thing. I know. I it's like I, it's like I don't even do that, and I feel so called out right now. I, was like, Damn. I am so sorry. I'd like to apologize for my entire race again, <laughs> once again. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I saw that whole thing. I was like, wait, does the whole country ship them? Because I'm here for it. <laughs> Court Lady No tells Yang to find out everything he can about Zhang Tail. Isn't she the woman on the badge? Yang asks. The court lady is shocked to find out Yang knows. He tells her that the king asked him to look into Tail three years earlier, but he found out such a person doesn't exist. He believes the badge is fake. Court Lady No asks if the woman the king is chasing. Could it be Tail? Yang looks uncomfortable, but he tells the court lady not to worry. This woman isn't his majesty's style. She won't even get along with him. You can tell she's not a science kind of person. I mean, you're right, but, like, how did we know this? <laughs> it raises some flags for me, but maybe I'm just reading too much into it. That gave me so like our, many flags. <laughs> is he getting territorial? I, yes! <laughs> and you, Court Lady No begins, do you know what your style is? Yang's face immediately falls, and Kelsey, I think your theory is right. Yes! <laughs> there is yes! no explanation for him making the face he makes, and the show had better not try to tell me there is. No queer baiting right now. Better not. No, because he he looks sad and uncomfortable and like, like he knows he doesn't have an answer. Like basically, like yeah, I know what my style is and it's not women. <laughs> uh, I'm not sad that he's gay. I'm sad that he's sad. Okay, clarification on that noise. Yeah, which uh. like okay, it better be this. And if it is this, or when it is revealed, like just props to the show for playing this so subtly well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Tail is worried because Shinje isn't answering his phone. She gets stopped by another officer. Ligon's DNA test is ready. No matches again. Tail is shaken, but just then she gets a call. It's from the Korea Racing Authority. They want to take a look at the horse she was asking about. So, is it a stolen horse? Stolen horse? <laughs> stolen horse! <laughs> so, is it a stolen horse? Tail asks. No, they tell her. It's a rare breed from Spain. I feel like in K-dramas, there's only like four countries. <laughs> Canada, the U.S., Spain, and Switzerland, maybe Japan, I don't know. All of these things happen in four countries. There's just a handful of countries ever. It's a rare breed from Spain. There are none in Korea right now, so they're curious how it got there. Tail immediately hangs up the phone. She seems in disbelief as we see her begin to think that perhaps her crazy friend is telling the truth. We next see Tail and Ligon together at dinner, and our gal is mixing herself a soju bomb. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I am jealous. Me too. Because she was is doing conf- that, sorry. 
No, you're good. Because when she did that, I was like, I remember the soju bombs. I know. Because, oh. like, during this whole quarantine, I haven't gone out to eat a single time. Like, you haven't ordered in? No. Wow. So, I'm going to start Yeah, get out it. there. Yeah. Contribute to the economy. <laughs> Currently, I'm only contributing to grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> Ligon is confused. Why are you mixing two kinds of alcohol? Apparently, his universe doesn't have this kind of drink, which is just very sad. It is. Don't you know MSD? Tail asks. It's the joy of life. Making, shaking, drinking. <laughs> Tail gets serious. Are you really from another world? Ligon replies that he's already told her the answer many times. Who's allowed to use that door? Tail asks. I'm not sure, Gon replies, but there's a chance someone else has used it. But I can't tell you who it is if you're not part of the royal family. Stop making things up, Tail screams. You should know, Gon tells her. If I make things up, they become the law. You should know, Tail responds. If I give you a punch, then it becomes a bruise. (laughs) (laughs) Gon tells her, you really are a liberal arts person. Oh. Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, she's like, you're aggressive. You must be a liberal arts person. It's like, okay. (laughs) Fact. Can agree, yes. Liberal arts throws down. Tail starts asking the real questions. If it's a parallel universe, why is the capital Busan? We learn that Busan is the cultural capital, the central government is in Seoul, the political capital, and Pyongyang is the economic capital, which is morbidly funny from our world's perspective. He also explains that Korea is still united in his world, but they've been in a heated conflict with Japan for centuries, so his grandfather announced a constitutional monarchy in 1945 and moved the palace to Busan. This was to show the royal court's resolution to stand at the front to face their enemies first. We also find out that I was wrong. Everybody take a shot. And the statue at the royal palace is of Admiral Yi Sun Shin to show that no one can cross the seas to invade their kingdom. Oh. I said it was King Sejong. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, I'm perfectly fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for the correction. I I dodged. (laughs) She was going to kill me, but (laughs) I live another day. (laughs) Tail just responds... I see your novel is going well. Ligon looks at her. I guess you got nothing from my DNA tests, but yet you still don't believe me, right? So who do you think I am? There is no information about me in this world. With a smile, he adds, I hope your world can become round soon. Good callback. <laughs> she loves a callback. <laughs> On their way home from the restaurant, Tail snaps at gone. Why are you following me? I'm not following you, he replies. I'm going to say goodnight to Maximus. Ligon is brushing down Maximus and Tail asks, Why won't he eat the carrots I give it? Did you taste it beforehand? Gon asks. Tail rolls her eyes and goes inside. The king turns back to his horse. Why did you eat the carrots she gave you? Just eat them from now on. Keep it in your mouth, even if you don't want to. That's a king's order. And Maximus turns his head and bumps Ligon's face, and it's so super cute. And I think we sort of see Lee Minho break character for a moment, but it's just like, because he just just smiles. It's so cute. So perfectly timed. It was so wonderful. Oh, what it's like he gives the most precious smile. I watched that scene like four times back because it's just so cute. And I love how he's like, eat the carrots, guy. You're like, bro, you don't have my back. I know. <laughs> Trying to get her to like me. Oh, man. <laughs> in the kingdom of Korea, Yang is in the king's office. He remembers a time when Lee Gon, uh, I guess we see back that you're right. It is the library. He has a library and an office. <laughs> yeah, I was still confused about, it's like, he's the king. He could. Probably have more than one study, I guess. I don't (laughs) know. 
Well, because I thought, because then when I watched the next episode, I was like, dang it, he has a separate office. <laughs> yeah. So maybe one's his study and one is his office. It's going to have a lot of rooms. Yes. He remembers a time when Lee Gon was looking at Lee Dim's autopsy. The king remarks that although the DNA and fingerprints match, it's like looking at an unknown symbol that is not really his uncle. He has a feeling that the body is something Lee Dim used to show that he died. But then there's a bigger question. What is this body and how does it have the same DNA as his uncle? In the present, Yang has tears in his eyes as he stares at the king's desk and asks, Where are you? I just want to know why Lee Gon has that suspicion that it's not his uncle. I know, yeah. It's like, what is it that is different? Yeah. I Like, maybe... If they don't explain it, I guess you could chalk it up to a, a flute thing. Oh. Like, he can maybe see kind of the ripples in his reality. Hmm, maybe. Huh. Maybe it's just gut. Gut intuition. Gut intuition. He likes I don't think, think he has any. I mean, he is a nerd, so maybe he knows. He's not a little arts <laughs> person. <laughs> Now it's like I, I want to be offended by <laughs> I'm not sure which Korea we're in now, as we see a remarkably creepy scene of this kid in a dark alley standing under a streetlight playing with a yo-yo. I think it's Lee Gon's mom who comes up and enters the shop next to the boy. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. I think that's who that was, or it was just some lady. I don't I know. I thought that was her too. It was... Okay, good. That same night, Lee Gon is in his hotel suite. Lightning strikes and he doubles over in pain. Marks spread over his right shoulder, glowing. They seem connected to the portal and something seems to dawn in his eyes. But why does it only happen whenever thunder and lightning... Right? Well, so what I think is, you know how lightning always happens when he goes through the portal? Yeah. So maybe it means Liam is passing back and forth. But I thought that was the time stopping. I mean, it could probably be like, but oh, you're right. I am confused. Same. I am confusion. <laughs> Maybe it's like his, when he passes through the universes, his particles apparate and then come back together and now they're different electrical charges and so the lightning, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Keep I'm not a science, science person. I'm a liberal me. arts major. <laughs> this is out of my wheelhouse. I can talk about how beautiful the lightning is, but I can't actually explain why it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about how it's one. sublime. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. In the Kingdom of Korea, the Prime Minister visits a woman at a street market. She yells at her for actually selling food. She was just supposed to pretend. It's Which, the PM's mother. What is that? What? I know, like, how are you just, like, pretending how do you to shop? Pretend, how do you pretend to <laughs> sell just, things? Like, Where's my order? <laughs> <laughs> I see you're just pretending to make it. <laughs> The PM harasses some kids, and we see this is her childhood home, and that she certainly doesn't come from a high-class background. Again, I wonder if she is genuine with some of her criticisms of the cabinet. The PM goes upstairs and lays on her childhood bed. Her mother brings up an umbrella that a customer left behind. We travel outside and see that the umbrella is Liam's, and it has the flute built into it. And a fl- umbrella, just... if you will. <laughs> to balance Legon's fruit crop, a flop. Oh my god. The king has a flop. <laughs> yes, king. <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> Something more? That scene slightly confused me because I feel like Lim would never just leave his umbrella. Uh, same. So that's why I'm like, damn, he's doing something. And this is where it gets confusing because I'm like, right after. He has it. Yeah. So it's like, I think time is irrelevant now. <laughs> It's passing crazily. Yeah, I 
Uh, I'm so confused. Also, Liam is looking swanky as hell. He it's is. hard to hate such a dapper man. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the Republic of Korea, Tail is driving to work when her car breaks down. She pulls off to the side of the road and calls home. We cut to her house and see Lee gone inside, teacup in hand, and looking so good with a white turtleneck and tan coat. Yay! <laughs> This is the exact outfit I described from Goblin. I don't know she if did. it was in the one we kept or not, but like this was, I was like, I wish the show had, and I described this exact outfit, and then he wore it. I feel so pleased. <laughs> they know. They're listening to us. <laughs> anyway, Legon answers the phone, and Tail, of course, is like, why the heck are you at my house? Legon just hangs up on her immediately, which is delightful. In his words, you did that often to me. Yes. Tail's dad is busy, so Legon asks her what she needs. She reluctantly tells him that her car broke down and she needs her dad to watch her car until the service person can get there. Legon asks what's happening to her car, and she remembers, of course, you're a nerd, maybe you can fix my car. <laughs> Legon asks what items she has in her car. A bottle of water, wet wipes, beef jerky, and a hair tie. <laughs> he tells her to take the hair tie and water. Tie your hair up and open the hood. She does it. Okay, now... Drink that water while you wait. I'll head over there. He laughs as he hangs up the phone while Tail is, of course, pissed. That was so good. I know. So I like the idea that she's like, yeah, yeah, hair tie water, okay. But no. also, like, same. I would be like, whatever you say, boy. Right? And I remember when he was like, have you changed this thing? And she was like, a what? And I was like, that's what? a mood. I know I was exactly I feel like this whole scene is just playing into like the woman's fan like that woman's fantasy of having your boyfriend work on your car yes because like I can't be alone in the like I just want someone to fix my car who is not me I don't care that I'm a stereotype I know nothing about cars and I don't care to know anything about cars that's one of the things I miss about living at home is that my dad would just take my car in and I was like thank you I don't have to go do it that's like the only time I resent being single is when something happens with my car and I was like I wish I could just call someone up and be like you have to do this Yeah, you love me and you have to do this <laughs> Legon comes jogging up to where Tail is waiting in a park she tells him to just watch her car until the service person gets there don't touch anything she goes to tie her hair up and suddenly time slows down and stops completely only the king is left unaffected he looks around for a moment, then sees Tail standing there in the middle of tying her hair up, a soft smile on her face, and he just stares at her lovingly. This whole scene is very beautiful, like a gosh darn renaissance painting. I agree. Also, he was like, I saw something beautiful, and I was like, fish me too. <laughs> <laughs> she looks great. It was such a cute look on her face. Mm-hmm. And I, also, really, I think he has a thing about her tying her hair up. Yeah. Also... I like how he's jogging up to meet her, doesn't see her on the bench, and then sees her as she stands up, and then he tries to pretend like he wasn't jogging, and it's yes. just like, I'm cool. I'm just casually walking. Walk, I've, I walked here. I didn't jog to come see you. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> time starts up again, and Legon looks unsettled. He tells Tail that time just stopped for a bit, and she asks, did you decide to get weirder? <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Gon suspects that it may have been a side effect of using the door, but thanks to that, I saw something beautiful. Tail just leaves, and Legon watches her for a moment before going full GTA, saying, I, un- I unintentionally got a car. I know. <laughs> You're such a little shit. <laughs> it's a nice car, though. I know. I'm like, get that sponsorship, I hope. <laughs> we go to Lirim, and I am still obsessed with his coat. 
He enters a store along the alley we saw earlier. It's a bookstore, and inside he opens up a book that contains a note. The king left the palace. The owner comes up. Your highness, he greets Lim. It's been a while. Your world is so peaceful, so I couldn't feel time passing, Rim responds. I guess you've had many customers. The man tells Rim yes. They always come at the agreed time. Ligon is driving Tail's car. He takes it back to the bamboo forest, this time with whip in hand, and the doors appear. Quick moment where I just recognize how beautiful he looks in that outfit, among the trees in that soft sunlight. Chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> he realizes now that the flute is the key, and that since Lirim has the other half, he is probably alive, moving back and forth between the two worlds. He berates himself that he should have known as soon as he came to this world. He should have been looking for his uncle before seeking the beauty he was looking for. I'm just really impressed and happy that the characters are also making the same connections. Like, I know that he doesn't have all the background knowledge that we have, but he's not, like, dumbly just being like, oh, I guess you need the flute. Okay. And then it just goes about his business. He immediately is like, oh, that, there. Like, I don't know. I just, the pacing of it was very good. No, I totally agree. And it even goes back to them just kind of accepting the parallel world because it's like, it is, it makes it so much more interesting as yeah, the audience to not have to go through the pain of being, you know, them being three steps behind us, that yes. kind of thing. We then see Lirim return to the salt fields from before. This time there are many people wearing hoods and they bow to him. He has gained followers. <laughs> Back at the police station, the results are in for the bloody crowbar. It has the blood of both the victim and the killer on it, as they suspected. Everyone is celebrating except Tail. But chief, she starts, and everyone sighs, oh please. She brings up how the suspect is strongly denying murdering anyone. Isn't everything adding up so perfectly? Her boss responds, we have the weapon, a clear motive, and the victim's body was in the trunk. Which of these is bothering you? It just feels like someone planned all this, Tail responds. Her boss sighs and looks over at Shinje. Soon everyone has turned to look at the poor boy. He looks worried. Why are you looking at me? She's looking at me. Everyone seems to know that she's going to rope him into her continued investigation. We cut to the pair at the hardware store i almost said the barbecue store (laughs) (laughs) throwback (laughs) spelled specifically grill related items (laughs) nothing else it's empty and looks like it's been ransacked shinjay finds a cell phone inside he asks tail why she's doing this we can put the guy behind bars for longer so why go through all the trouble a detective shouldn't be like that tail responds you came along with me anyway we have to make sure this guy isn't falsely accused Shinji warns her to trust the evidence they found. If it really was planned by someone, that evidence will point to something. He takes the phone he found out of his pocket, then hands it to her. Just then, we hear a voice call after Shinji. They turn around to look, and we see a bunch of gangsters coming down the alleyway. It's Shinji's old classmate. He tells Tail to leave. The gangster might kill him. Shinji sent him to jail three years ago. Tail remarks that the man must have succeeded since his release. He has a large group with him. Yeah, Shinji responds, and I only have you. Sometimes I think I should have just stayed on that path. I like how everybody always remembers when they were in school together, like name, grade, like the whole show. I know, it's so funny. It's like, I don't remember half the people I knew in grade school. Like, come on. Right. Well, you know, I remember all my gangster friends. <laughs> you have me, Tail responds while tying her hair back. You're in Violent Crime Squad 3. The gangster starts mocking Tail for being a female detective, joking that he should leave. You two are so scary. It's actually three, Ligon calls as he saunters up out of an alleyway, still wearing a turtleneck and oversized sunglasses. He looks so good. <laughs> the sunglasses were too much. I'm like, get out of here, mom. <laughs> Weren't those hers? 
I don't know. Oh, that's, that'd be so funny. Because I don't know if it was supposed to be comedic, but it made me laugh. Especially how he's just like there suddenly and they're all just like, what? Who are you? I know. I love that. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm just going to watch. And <laughs> just, okay. How the heck did you get here? Tail asks. Legon admits to using her car and Tail has to choke back anger as she says, we'll talk about this later. She turns back to the gangsters, but notably Shinji keeps his eyes on Gon, clearly seeing him as the bigger threat. Are you three teaming up? The gangster asks. I'm going to watch, Legon tells him. Because what? Oh, I said, because what? Your math not so useful anymore, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) The gangsters all rush forward and they fight. Basically, it's a very classic K-drama fight and Tail and Shinjai use their Taekwondo training to kick ass despite being heavily outnumbered. Then the boss pulls out a pocket knife and I truly felt like I was a Netflix viewer as the blade was not blurred. What a life. (laughs) The man stalks up behind Shinjai, but as he's walking, Legon throws his giant-ass sunglasses underneath the man's foot so they get stepped on. So I guess he has a dog in the fight now? <laughs> yeah. But fun fact, the dude was swinging around a butterfly knife. That's the type of knife it was. Thank you, serial killer Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> he slaps the man with his crop as the man falls. The rest of the gang charge the king, but he just laughs and says, You really shouldn't do that. I hate when people touch my body. While showing us what that whip do. (laughs) I take back what I said about the math. He's pretty good in a fight. Still a nerd, but a dangerous nerd. (laughs) Shinji and Tao watch in stunned silence as Legon takes out all his attackers. We cut to Tao dragging Legon down the street while he gleefully says, See, I told you I worked out. I'm glad I was able to prove it. (laughs) He's so cute. And something about the childish way he says it is just absolutely hilarious. It is. Tail is much less enthused as she remembers how her car was driven around without her permission and without a license. Gan smugly waves Shinjai over, who has returned from the convenience store with food and bandages. The two guys start bickering immediately, but Tail shuts it down, saying, Let's eat first. Her and Shinjai start walking along, talking, and Legon hilariously is walking behind them, desperately trying to worm his way into their conversation by finding a way to walk next to them. But he's stuck in the back as the outsider. What a <laughs> mood. I'm laughing and you're sad. <laughs> what a mood. <laughs> he's like, that always happens snake to me. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Really? Yeah. <laughs> There's That's always so a person in the back when you're walking... <laughs> That's three. Yeah. And it's usually me. <laughs> See, I'm usually I'm usually in the front. I take a commanding role. I'm like, you can't shut me out because I'm going my own way. <laughs> Self-isolation. <laughs> Tail is complaining that Shinji only bought one ice cream for them to split. You should have gotten two. I have so many spelling mistakes. All of a sudden, it's like I got <laughs> drunk halfway through this thing. I didn't, though. <laughs> this is the mere idea of a soju bomb. Just put me over the edge. <laughs> You should have bought two of them since there's two people, she scolds. Ligon stops and screams in his mind, there are three people, but neither of them notice him. <laughs> he stays behind looking crestfallen. I actually did feel really badly for him here. Me too. <laughs> the three of them are eating together. Ligon is still being a brat and a mooch, but the main point I want to make is that at one point, Shinji smiles, and my goodness, it is a nice smile. <laughs> it is. He's a... He's a he... Forget about the sadness. There's a hot boy around. (laughs) (laughs) Shinji tells Tail to go back to the station. He'll take Gon home himself. Outside, Ligon asks Tail if she's going to be late getting home that evening. Why? Tail asks. I have to say goodbye. I might have to wait for you. I'm going back to my world. I'm the king and I left the palace empty for too long. And you didn't share that obelisk-shaped ice cream with me. 
Tail asks why he's going back now. Did he remember the spell? It's not that I didn't know how to get back. I just didn't want to go. The king responds. All right, then goodbye. I'm going to be late. Tail tells him and then leaves. And damn girl, I get it, but that was cold. That was cold. But I knew as soon as she did that, I was like, she's going to regret it because he's going to be <laughs> gone. And then she's going to be sad. Because you're going to fall in love. Mm-hmm. Shinjay takes Lee Gon home. Of course he rides in the back seat like the dandy he is. That's your horse, right? Shinjay asks. What company made the saddle? Give me their number. It's nice, right? Lee Gon says. But he doesn't know who made the saddle. He never thought about it. Shinjay asks about the flower logo. He's seen it before. Where? Lee Gon asks. Just answer, Shinjay replies. It wasn't at some party. Lee Gon tells him he's mistaken. The logo is used in another country in another world. It's not used here. Then how do you know it? I thought you were really shocked. <laughs> no, that's fine. I thought your mouth was hanging open. I didn't realize you were yawning. I, was like, what? I, I wasn't making any noise. So. Then how do you know it? Shinjay asks. I'm the king of that country, the kingdom of Korea. Shinjay scoffs and walks away. He's a liberal arts person too. The king mutters to himself. <laughs> Tail drops off the cell phone at the station, but it's going to take a while to get any results from it. She meets up with Nadi, who I still don't fully understand their relationship. I think they're just friends, maybe. I think yeah, I think they're I think they're just old friends. They've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Question mark. I'm sure we'll find out. I'm yeah. just curious. Nadi mentions that she lent Gon like two thousand dollars so he could check out of his hotel. She still believes he's wealthy and he'll pay it back in double. Tail is highly doubtful and wonders where the heck he's going. He's going back to his world where he's the king, Nadi remarks casually, and Tail is again shook. Like, you're just gonna lend a stranger $2,000? She's got two sports cars. That's like nothing to her, I guess. But still. No, I totally agree. I mean, I think she's gonna get it back, so it's probably all okay. Legal especially after she saw, I'm sorry, especially no, 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 after she saw that he couldn't pay for one of her drinks that was like $5. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, like, I can't help but think because when she was like, he has good posture, he speaks well, he dresses well, he must be rich. And I was like, this girl has never lived in America and met like a white man who's also a serial killer because <laughs> that is all of them. <laughs> that is some steaming hot tea right there. Thank you. Like, that is a dangerous way to look, my girl. Like, yep. mm-mm. Yep. They will fool you. They will fool you. They will fool you. Leon is at a very aesthetic bookstore. He pulls out a book. It's a collection of poems by Kim Sowol, the poet that Tail quoted earlier in the episode. He reads a poem called Invocation of the Dead. O shattered name, O the name that parted the air, O the name without an answer, the name I will die calling. I could not finish the last words I had in my heart. While this is read, we see Tail return home to find Maximus's stall empty. At the same moment, Ligon is in the bamboo forest, and they both turn as if to look at each other as the last line of the poem concludes, The one I loved. Ligon kicks Maximus forward, and they disappear through the portal, back to their world. End of episode three! Woo! Also, what a dramatic ending. <laughs> yeah it was dramatic for sure but it was such a fun episode a, yeah i think not much happened plot wise i think it's just like more of the characters kind of getting used to them and or getting used to each other and us just getting used to them and seeing their personalities and seeing like their background and relationship and yada yada so it was, it was fun to watch definitely i never was bored but i think next episode's where it really kicks off yeah <laughs> which yeah 
Which I remember, but after watching this episode, because I honestly feel like a show, it's made off of its filler episodes, you know? I don't know. That's a really good point. Yes. And this did not feel like a filler episode to me at all. Like I watched this episode and I was like, okay, I want to watch the next episode. And I had to wait and I was so sad. No, same. Yes. I feel that like. Oh my god, waiting for the show is ho- so hard. And I, yeah, you make a really good point that it's like, it's not filler. Like, nothing really happened with the plot, but everything still serves a purpose, I think. Yeah, because it's like, maybe not something happened, didn't happen with the plot, but the characters grew. Like, you learned more about exactly. the characters and how they interact with each other. It's like, there's more laying the base of character, which I think was very helpful. Yeah, so and it's like... It's fun to watch the witty banter between the king and Tail, but it's not just that. It's her slowly coming to be like, oh shit, I think he might be telling me the truth mm-hmm. and kind of their relationship slowly developing. So it's not, mm-hmm. I think, just out of nowhere when the events of next episode happen. <laughs> yeah. Episode four. It's <laughs> <That's coming laughs> sultry. It's a sexy episode. Okay. It really isn't. <laughs> It is if we make it. (laughs) I'm not wearing pants. (laughs) I am. I am. Oh, man. Okay. Lim is standing on a beach with one of his goons, looking out on the kingdom of Korea. As they turn to walk away, time stops again. But Lim can still move, and he remembers that time his bowl of paint fell. And he done knows. (laughs) In the Republic of Korea, Unsup is getting an iced tea in the alley. That's what the place is called. <laughs> but he drops it and says it's hot because Yang touched a coffee mug that was hot. And that was... Ooh. Right? Like, are the walls breaking? I know. It's like, ooh. It's like every time that they, like, cross over, do, like, the lines blur just a little bit more? Is that what's Yeah, happening? I'm wondering. <gasps> do you think that's why I'm sorry do you think that's why he's getting that lightning up his shoulder because well, in he's like one universe he doesn't yeah one universe he doesn't exist anymore he's <gasps> dead <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm so sorry that's gonna be so loud for you in post <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that'd be oh I yeah I see that happening so little thing to keep in mind Back in the kingdom of Korea, Yang is having a meeting, so that's why he has coffee. And one of his men says, he'll make his coffee from now on. (laughs) It was just a really funny reaction. Yeah. This coffee is too hot. I will be making it for you from now on. And Yang says, like, calm down, McDonald's lady. (laughs) (laughs) Yang says he should at least know how to make his own coffee. And he goes to do it, but he's told that the prime minister is there and Yang is confused as to why she is. But then he finds out that the king is back. Dun, dun, dun. In the Republic of Korea, Tail is thinking about Gone through most of the day. But then she's studying the murder case they've been working on. And she remembers Gone asking her why she became a detective. When she was little, she watched the police with her dad. And by eight, she could tell who the criminal was on the show. Gon says, ah, it was your talent. And she says, no, it's the reruns. <laughs> And as she kept watching the show, she wanted to be a cop. Gon says, it's dangerous to be a cop. Tail says, she knows, 
but not everyone in the world can be brave, so she decided to become brave. Good girl. Tail asks him what kind of king he is. He says, a rower, a mathematician, a well-grown orphan, and the owner of the four-tiger sword. The kind of king who has never been asked such a question and is trying his best not to panic. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I guess that's kind of cute. He let his guard down for a moment. Yeah. Tail is still looking at the case board, and she keeps saying evidence that points to more evidence. Whatever that means, but okay. (laughs) The Prime Minister enters the Kingdom of Korea and sets off an alarm again. She immediately goes over so that, that she can be pat down because she knows they asked security to buy them time. Which I thought was really funny. Yeah. Oknam isn't very happy the Prime Minister's there. Does the Prime Minister think the palace is a supermarket? She asks her secretary why the Prime Minister is there. The Prime Minister says she's there to report to the king regarding national affairs. So the PM just appears out of nowhere. Oknam reminds her that they asked for written reports unless it was a national emergency. Does the PM need to be taught the rules again? The PM tells Oknam to take a step back, and the look on Oknam's face was absolutely priceless. And the PM asks, His Majesty is gone, isn't he? I'd call that a national emergency. Nobody asked you. (laughs) Right. Oknam says he was in his study all day, and he turned in early. The Prime Minister says she should have gone to his bedroom first, (laughs) which... (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oknam says uh, the Prime Minister needs to check herself because she's just a government official who will be replaced in five years. The PM says she hasn't crossed a line yet. Then she tells her to let the king know she'll be waiting for him in his office. Oknam refuses to move. The PM reminds Oknam that the only person who has the right to stop her is the king, and she's a lot stronger than Oknam. Oknam throws herself on the doors, but the PM shoves her aside and opens the door to reveal Yang and the king inside. Which was crazy that she's, like, attacking this 80-year-old woman. I know. But also, I, I don't know. I guess I felt, I also kind of felt they were both in the wrong because Oknam, it's like, she is the prime minister. She needs to know where the king is. No, like, it is crazy. Sort of yeah. The... But also, like, prime minister, you don't need to be shoving 80-year-old ladies around. Yeah, like, that's not the best way to handle it. Like, girl, like, I respect that you can get down and dirty, but <laughs> maybe not yeah. with old women. Yeah. <laughs> not a good look. I do love, though, that court lady Oknam just, like, does not take anyone's bullshit. I know. I am here for it. Me too. Gon immediately points out, didn't I tell everyone to send me written reports this week? Nice. Then it's just the Prime Minister, the King, and Yang in the room. Gon explains his absence as him being busy trying to solve a puzzle that perplexed him for some time. He apologizes for worrying her. She asks if he solved the puzzle. She was bad at math, so she always put down zero or negative one. He says, that's funny, his answer was also zero. The Prime Minister says he's lucky because her answers were always incorrect. She admits that she didn't come to report anything. She came to see if he was missing. The king is now indebted to her, which I didn't make any sense to that. That was also very confusing to me. The only thing I could think of was because she was suspicious but didn't say anything. It didn't like tell anyone or kind of hint at 
him being like use it to her advantage yeah where is the king yeah yeah and she just says good luck with solving that and it's like okay (laughs) i feel like all of the pm's dialogue i'm just like i I don't i know what like 70 percent of what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) don't follow along entirely (laughs) and she says she'll see him next week turns to leave but gon stops her he tells her that he didn't want to offend her but this won't sound pleasant every moment of his life is the history of the kingdom of korea and he wants that history to last forever because he's the king of the country but that will require more than just his benevolence Therefore, he can never be indebted to her. They'll wait and see how his absence will be recorded in the history pages. Does she understand? Then he dismisses her. And Yang doesn't have to say it, but that was hot. (laughs) (laughs) But he's thinking it. Yeah. It was truly this episode where I was like, okay. (laughs) Just smooch. (laughs) Also that robe. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has one of the most lovely noses I have ever seen. <laughs> I don't think lovely is even the right word because it is it is there and it is in control of his face and I'm not mad about it. I need to look at his nose again, apparently. That's so interesting. That you know, it's like his most defining feature to me. It's, it's huge, but like delightfully huge. Maybe I'm just like, ah, a big nose that I can respect. <laughs> Make me feel better about myself. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Your nose fits your face. I've never I've never looked at you and been like, you have a strangely large nose. Thank you, but I also feel like that's a backhand compliment. It's like your nose fits your face. I yeah, no, I, I know never, what you mean. Okay, you, you say mean. you have a big nose and you say you have this forefather forehead, and I'm like, no, I you do, don't. I do. She does not. I look like George Washington. She does not. <laughs> Just picture George Washington and that's me. I still, my favorite anecdote is when um, they were hiring a new person at work and we looked up their picture ahead of time and you were like, oh, she looks like you, just with a smaller face. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Because you're right, you're right. She does have a smaller face than me. But <laughs> it was just very funny. Like, you, but without that big-ass face. No. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. I'm just And then when she finally me. came to work with us, she's a tiny person. She's very tiny. She's just tiny all around. Gon relaxes, and the, but then Oknam enters, and he straightens up immediately again. Oknam tries to dismiss Yang, but Gon tells him to stay. Yang's job is to keep the king and the royal court safe. Then Oknam starts reprimanding him, but Khan hugs her and says he missed her. Ow. Then Oknam just starts beating him up. Get him. <laughs> he apologizes, but says it'll probably happen again, and he'll try not to worry her. Will it take her dying for him to return? He says she'll live a long life based on how hard she hit him. It's science. Mm. <laughs> science. I am the science guy. <laughs> Lee Gon, the science guy. Yes, I need this remix. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Like, does Bill Nye exist in the alternate universe? <laughs> That's what I, I need, need to know. To know. 
The people need to know. Oknam sees that all the buttons on his jacket are missing. He says he needed the money. <laughs> she, she, She's obviously upset, and he tries to usher her out because doesn't she have a lot of work to do? Gan then asks why Yang is so quiet it's making him anxious, and Yang just glares at him. <laughs> You're still in the doghouse. No. Gan tries to tell on him to Oknam, but Oknam is just more worried about the jacket than anything else. Uh, Oknam starts going through the coat pockets and finds random things like a chicken coupon, a lion plushie keychain, which, did I miss something? Because both him and Tail have one? Right, yeah, no, uh, same thought. <laughs> I'm so confused. And the poetry book Azalea's Selected Poems of Kim Sool. At the police station in the Republic of Korea, Tail starts to explain her theory about the murder case, and they don't want to accuse anyone of murder yet, just gambling charges. They want to wait two weeks until the cell phone they found is has been investigated, and they're guaranteed that time. Or granted. Guaranteed. Whatever. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Back in the Kingdom of Korea, Gon asks about the items in his jacket and requests where to put them but i like what? that he was like put them all in my office except for the book put it in my bedroom <laughs> like, i the know that was so was almost, strange it was almost like sultry i know he's just like put in the book put that in my bedroom he's just like okay <laughs> what the heck what are you gonna do with that book boy i know <laughs> That, I was like, maybe you are a liberal arts person, apparently, with that poetry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, you know what they say. Poetry is all about sadness and sex, so. Oh. Everything is about sadness and sex. <laughs> Oknam lets Gon know that the father of Captain Cho... His superior in the military has passed away, and he should go to the funeral to dispel the rumors and show that he is well. The funeral is at a beautiful Catholic church. Like, yeah, the inside was beautiful. And he chats with Captain Cho, and they talk about how Gon came in last in his battalion when it came to combat. <laughs> That's so funny. Which, I mean, based on last episode, if he came in last, like, they're... True. Their military must be superb. You make a good point, yeah. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Gon asks, hasn't that information been classified as the national secret yet? <laughs> and then Gon promises to visit Captain Cho. He leaves, and one of his security team rides with the door open. Did you notice yes, that? Like he was <laughs> out the sunroof? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> No, no. Get in I the car. Like Get in the car. Get your ass in the car. Oh my god. That was very funny. Yeah. And then Gon starts having flashbacks to the night he was attacked. I felt so bad. I know. Ugh. And the driver tries to look back at him, but Yang tells him to focus on driving only because that's what's best for the king's safety. And then that's it. That's the moment. I was like... Was it? Okay, this confused me. Was it the tie? Because 
lady or the court lady is like hands when she hands him the tie she makes some comment like and keep it on like this time like don't take it off and it seems like it's because it's touching his scar and so he's like oh and so like it triggers him which is weird because then i felt bad because i was like I, i was so happy he wore a turtleneck and like you would think that would bother him just as much but i guess specifically the tie he doesn't like I guess he's fine with collars because it doesn't do the same. It doesn't have the same motion as a yeah, tie probably. does. Where I've never worn a tie, honestly. <laughs> I have <laughs> for a costume. Oh and yeah. It very specific. It has a very specific. It just feels like I don't know. If you have you ever worn like a really tight like button up collar? I was thinking, or maybe like a um, what or a choker? Like a necklace. Yeah, choker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it feels yeah. weird. Yeah, and so that's what I I think it was. Like, it, it triggered him. Yeah. So, that's a good point. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Which, sad. I know, sad boy. Back in the Republic of Korea, Shinjae and Tail are helping out on a robbery case. They find the girl very easily and arrest her after they set her up. Go team! <laughs> and why is Shinjae always hiding and eating ice cream? Oh, I know. <laughs> That's what I said. I think it's supposed to be like a cop noir vibe, like in the shadows smoking a cigarette, but they're like, we can't do that. So we're just going to have meat ice cream, which is wholesome. <laughs> a girl meets, or a woman meets up with him and says she hasn't seen him in a while. She asks about his nightmares Ooh. and if they're better now, which I thought was the strangest question. I know. Because you're like, you're like, oh, hey, a lady friend. And then she's just like, how's your nightmares? <laughs> I know. I was like, what the heck? Shinji remembers the times that tail has leaned over his shoulder and he says he's been having sweet dreams too recently and the woman says there's no way he's been cured of them so quickly and sees that he still eats a lot of sweets shinjay says sweets are better than medicine and the woman disagrees she says if the sweets don't work then he should come see her again and i'm assuming she's a counselor or a therapist of some sort i think so and now i'm like oh no what happened yeah. to our boy? So I think, yeah. So instead of taking medicine, he likes to eat ice cream. Which I, oh, so maybe the ice cream is when he's like feeling upset or something now? Or anxious? I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I'm trying to think now all the times he's had ice cream. They're always on jobs. Yeah. Oh, and he had an ice cream on the way back from meeting with that gangster guy and trying to get mm-hmm. bribed. Yeah. Yeah. I'll feed you ice cream <laughs> to cover up your problems instead of actually addressing them. I mean, there's worse There's worse habits to have. True. Tail comes up and asks who she was, and Shinjay just flat out refuses to answer and changes the topic. What a man. Oh, what a man. What a man. What a man. man. <laughs> Both just went off. Back in the kingdom of Korea, Gon asks Yang if he's going to continue giving him the silent treatment. Yang holds back his hand, and Gon says, what, you want me to hold your hand? He <laughs> reaches forward and, like, holds it for a few seconds and, like, wiggles it a little bit. And it was so cute! The gang's back together! <laughs> it's so cute! So cute. <laughs> and... <laughs> And Yang just, like, whips off his glasses and turns back to him and says, Give me your phone. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, oh, loved it. Oh, uh, he's like, give me your phone because he's going to install GPS. Since he, dot, 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 
stayed in his study. <laughs> big side eye to the to the guard driving. Wink, wink, Just wink. Like, and because he stayed in his study, he almost got fired. Gon scoffs and says, you're lying, but hands over his phone anyway. <laughs> then Gon goes into the history of GPS and how it's been improved through oh Einstein's theory of relativity. Young, call him out. I know. But I feel like it's just one of those things where it's just like you've heard it so many times. You're just like, yeah. just uh-huh. let them ramble. Uh-huh. Just let them do it. <laughs> just... It's almost like when your sibling or your parent is just like, well, you know, this thing, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and you're exactly. like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me do the thing I actually want to do. <laughs> so Mark is in NCT 127, but he's also in Dream, but he's also been in You a few times. <laughs> me talking <What>? about NCT. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I actually like listening to you talk about Mark, so like, that <laughs> thank you. Let me, that warms my heart. <laughs> but also, like, I don't have to. You already, you understand Mark. You know Mark. Yes, I do. I do know Mark. I don't need to tell you about Mark. Yeah, you're his white mom. I'm his white mom. I'm gonna get so much trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I would take a bullet for Mark Lee, unless it was Jahan who was shooting it. In which case, I have to assume he had a good reason. <laughs> That's how the order stands. <laughs> that got me. That got me. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's so off topic. <laughs> oh, man. Yang asks him for an ID, and Gon wants king, but it's taken. So Gon <laughs> is so upset by that. He's just like, how could they? I'm the king. I'm the fine. king. <laughs> Go with king, too. But apparently all kings are taken until 987. <laughs> oh, that whole moment was so good. Yeah. The prime minister's in a meeting about competing with their Japanese opponents, and the prime minister asks if the man has just come to give her a presentation to tell her all the things they can't do. Whoa. She tells them that the kingdom of Korea has precious elements and the technology to process them. So figure out which country can help them with Qatar as fast as possible. Which I liked the way she handled that because I also hate it when people just come to me with problems without solutions. And I'm like, <laughs> are you just going to tell me everything we can't do? What can we do? I already know oh. what we can't do. And that really bothers me. Get Boss Kelsey sipping <laughs> some hot tea. We love it. It's like, you're just telling me all the things. It's like, do you have solutions? You're pointing out all the problems, but do you have solutions? What do you want to do about it? Like, Yeah, no, big mood, big mood. Mm -hmm. Next in her office, her secretary shows her a video of a congressman bad-mouthing her at a university homecoming event, and it's been recorded by reporters. She says, let's make him regret being alive. (laughs) Okay, back it up for a minute. (laughs) She selects some files on her iPad and tells her secretary to send them to reporter Song and tell him it's an exclusive. And it's pictures of this congressman having an affair. Mr. Kim, her secretary, asks her where she got these. And she says, you've been working for me for a year and a half. I'm surprised you seem intrigued by these kind of photos. Do you not want to be a politician? He says he'll send them right away. Which... I might have a slight lady crush on the prime minister because I'm just like, 
She takes control. I kind of I like mean, it. But also, yeah. she's a snake, so I'm also like <laughs> hesitant. <laughs> Hesitation? No, I mean, yeah, I, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like, we love a powerful woman. We do. I'm yeah, here exactly. For it. I'm here for it. The prime minister, however, asks the same question to this mystery man that we still don't know. Who are you? Why are you just eating your lunch? I know. Yeah, he doesn't answer her. It just, like, keeps eating his lunch. It's just like, what the heck? Then the prime minister, I don't know if this is in the past or the present when this scene happens. I'm so confused. Anyway, the prime minister goes oh, and has yeah. coffee with Jong-un slash Prince Buyong. Well, he's already there and she sits with him. I can't, yeah, and I go to this again. I'm like, I can't tell if it's happening in the past because they talk about the king being missing. So I don't know if, like, this happened in the past and they're talking about it or if she's asking, like, where did he go? Like, he went missing. I don't know. It was, I don't know. It was yeah, slightly confusing. Yeah, I thought it was the latter, but I, I, I didn't think about what you're saying and that also makes sense now that you say it. Yeah, so I'm just slightly confused. Well, they just, they dropped so many bombshells in this episode. My they goodness. They did. They really did. He's, they say, it's like they talk about the king being missing, and the prince says the king is in his study. So it's like they were talking about it as if it was the present. I don't know, it's weird. I anyway. wonder if maybe he doesn't know the king's back yet. Ooh, maybe. She asks about Prince Boyong's family, Boyong's family, whatever, that he was born the son of a king, but four generations of his family are not allowed to be involved in politics and not hold important posts. They can only be scholars. Like, that's a bad thing. <laughs> well, I guess it was also just, what? Like, this is very new information. Yeah. And all his kids and grandchildren live abroad. Doesn't he think that's unfair? Prince, Prince Buyong disagrees and says he's never thought of it that way. And basically says that the prime minister is from an ordinary family, so she wouldn't understand. Damn. Is it their current position perfect for sparking rumors? She says yes, exactly. She opens her phone and shows him that a member of the ruling party was just kicked out because of a scandal, which is the that um, congressman who was caught cheating. Does he think people will think that Prince... Buyong will have her back if she sits with him like this. She hopes they do. It's like, oh, she is a snake. She is a snake. Later, Gong goes and visits Prince Buyong and says he's there for a scolding. I said it right that time. <laughs> wow, that's a callback. <laughs> I did say it right, right? <laughs> yes, you did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> Gon brought him traditional donuts, but they look like caramelized apples. I also thought they, that. <laughs> so it's like they do not look like um, <laughs> donuts, but whatever they are, they look delicious. I mean, the king's just like he's an idiot, and he's like, <laughs> "I brought you pizza," and it's like a bunch of bananas. <laughs> it's like you dumb fuck. <laughs> <sighs> Prince Buyong asks where he went. Did he have fun? Gon says he went somewhere far away and it was the most exciting trip ever. Prince Buyong says if you're going to travel, at least get married and have a son because he has a duty. Gon says he sounds old like he's from the Joseon dynasty, which, hey, we hey. know about the Joseon dynasty. <laughs> 
at least from what we learned from Rookie Historian. We know all about it. We are experts. Yeah. <laughs> Gon asks if Prince Buyong hates him because the prince has to live his whole life away from his family. The prince tells him he's being ridiculous. Gon is curious if Prince Buyong is on his side or not. The prince asks him what he means. Does Gon want him to kill his own children to prove his loyalty? He couldn't bear to kill his own children, so he forbade them from coming to the kingdom of Korea until the day they died. What kind of absurd rumor made Gon come so far? Which, what a conclusion to make, Prince yeah. Buyong, my god! Like, why are you telling me to kill my kids? <laughs> right? Gon says he wasn't swayed by rumors. That wasn't his question. Is Prince Buyong hiding something from him? Gon takes a piece of paper out of his pocket and says it's something he's been trying to solve for a long time. But he can't, so he'll leave it there with the prince. The prince opens it and finds that it's Lilim's autopsy that the prince performed. And lied about. Outside, Gon stops and asks Yang if the library is the same in this world. Yang is understandably confused. Sorry, not to interrupt, but just like the whole Prince Buyang being basically a competitor for the throne. Like that whole thing was just so interesting and just like so out of left field. And I guess also explains that whole confusion from the first episode about like, why is he only the third king? So I guess that implies his grandfather just took control over from his brother. I don't know. Because I thought that was the implication. That was what I gathered was the implication meant that Prince Buyang was the son of the king, but then didn't end up inheriting, and I have to assume it's through revolution, and so that's why his his children were all banished, is because he had another claim for the throne, I think. I thought all of his children were banished because they couldn't trust relatives of the king because of what Lidim did. Oh, but don't they have some line that it's like, don't you resent me, or don't you resent my grandfather for taking control from your father? Not that I remember. Okay, maybe I'm just maybe? completely making that up. I don't, the whole thing was so confusing, but I, yeah, I, maybe I totally am making that up then, because yeah, if, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, think you probably would have made note. But like that, because that's what I gathered from it is that like, that's why Ligon's only the third king is because like the line changed with his grandfather. Maybe. And before that, it was Prince Buyang's family. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. It was so confusing. I thought he was just suspicious, like always just suspicious of relatives, like people in line for the yeah. throne because of Lidim. But No, that knows? actually makes sense. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to rewatch. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just keep beatboxing. Oh, man. The library is indeed in the same place. Gon sits and remembers Tail sitting across from him and the camera spins and we see Tail, who's also sitting at the same table, across from him, but in the Republic of Korea. <laughs> Tail is reading about parallel universes and we get this really long montage of them just staring at each other. Yes! It's like, <laughs> cool scene just went on for so long. Right? It's like, I understood it after the first, like, 15 seconds, but this went on for, like, <laughs> right? two or three minutes. That's the only time where I was like, okay, come on. Come on. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Shinjay is at home cleaning when his mother comes home because she's been out with friends, apparently. <laughs> his mother. His mother. He asks if she's been to the house again, even though he told her not to. He tells her to give him her bag, and they fight over it. He opens it and dumps out just so much money. It's just so a, much. So much money. His mom goes down to pick it up and says she got lucky that day and to please believe her that this is her last time. He calls her out on all this money being way more than she can earn. Calls Jiangmi and gives him an address and to come right now. He asks his mom where the house is and then we get the scene of the illegal gambling house. And I googled this because I, so, I feel like I remember you telling me that gambling was illegal in Korea south korea but it's not illegal for foreigners and there's like one place like you're allowed to gamble oh that's interesting i googled that and i was like i'm so confused yeah foreigners are allowed to gamble at multiple places but there's potentially one place where koreans can like go and gamble Potentially. So yeah, it seems like just based on gay dramas, like underground illegal gambling is like a huge thing there. I guess maybe because I don't have a lot of other crime. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I knew the thing about illegal gambling is because that's what they got YG in Sungryeon, or at least YG. I think it was also Sungri. Oh. And it was because they were gambling in a foreign country, which so it's like even illegal for them to gamble abroad, which that's is fascinating. So interesting. Yeah. Even if it's abroad. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I like how they're just like, our citizens cannot gamble here, but foreigners, please come gamble all you want. <laughs> exactly, because it's like, well, if y'all are going to be immoral, we're going to take your own money. Yeah. <laughs> then you don't really kind of lose the moral high ground then. Yeah, because, I mean, because I remember thinking it was strange. I was like, wow, like they're not allowed to gamble? That's weird. But then I was like, wait, I think you're only allowed to gamble in louisiana and nevada right right yeah it's not yeah like a free-for-all for sure in the u.s yeah so. but it doesn't seem like it's that harsh of a penalty like or at least it doesn't seem like underground illegal gambling is that maybe no, i just run in the wrong no. circles but it doesn't seem that prevalent you don't hear about it i mean there's fantasy football there's like online poker oh like, yeah there's, good point yeah there's all, yeah it's just i think well, i guess because it's like yeah if you want to go gamble well, I don't, because then there's also, I think there are casinos in, because isn't there a casino, like, north of Dallas and stuff? I'm I don't, not It definitely sure. seems like, yeah, there, like, if you want to gamble, it seems like there are places you can go. Yeah, because, I mean, where I used to live, it was closer to drive to Louisiana to go gamble than it was to drive to Dallas. <laughs> yeah. That would make sense. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess also, I don't know the answer, because I have never been to a casino. I have never gambled. I am an we intelligent We should go visit my being. parents oh. and go gamble. <laughs> Let's go sure. visit my parents in Louisiana. Louisiana. I won't gamble, but I'll go through drive through alcohol places. <laughs> That's what I'm I, more interested in. I, re- I just, I just once in my life, like, want to do, like, penny slots or something. Yeah, no penny. Or, but like, I think penny slots would be fun. Something like that. Because the one time I played poker with my family, I won. So. Well, but that's, like, a skill thing, you know? So I, props to you. Thank you. I don't mean, like, yeah. Gambling, I think, is fine. Just go in gambling knowing that you are throwing money into a fire. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'd go in there with like 20 bucks and be like, hey, what's up? I got $20. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. 
a lottery. Like, I don't, I just, it annoys me when people are like, but this could be my chance. It's like, you have literally a 0.0001% chance. Yeah. You basically just wasted your money. Yeah. I only ever did scratch offs if somebody gave them to me. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, they could be fun for sure. Yeah. But I just, that, that's so funny to me. It's just like, Koreans? No. Foreigners? Yes. <laughs> Well, and it's like, that's like the whole, there's that stereotype about like the underground, like Chinese gambling rings in New York and stuff. And I always wondered how that came about. Hmm. Yeah. Also, did you notice they were playing, um, Ipa, Isam, Sampa, Dang! What is that? Um, it's not Mahjong. Um, I love Mahjong, but, uh, Ipa, Isam, Sampa, Dang! You wrong, me right, Jarba. Jarba, dang. 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 Um, we're not thinking of it though. <laughs> we're just. What is yeah. that called? I don't remember. Um, I'm gonna do a backdoor way of looking at this. Dang. <laughs> dang. <laughs> that was the longest that was for the longest time that was like a thing between us when we thought it go, was the funniest thing so you go like oh man dang and the other person would just go <laughs> <laughs> that song i mean gets me going iconic it's iconic oh, i love it <laughs> sometimes when we were road tripping and we were jamming out to it and this car just came by us there's a guy in the passenger seat and he had his window rolled down and he was just like hyping us up i know he's just like yeah because we were going so hard to this song so embarrassing <laughs> two white girls just going off pictures of everything that has a face and Jungmi makes this huge commotion it gets up on the table shows his badge and tries to take pictures of everybody even though now they have all their faces covered with their jackets yeah it was very interesting i was just like where did this side of him come from yeah then those gangsters that shinji met up with who okay that was the same guy him, right yeah arrive and the main guy's wondering who took all of his money, and it was Shinjay's mother. Shinjay's mother tries to tell Shinjay that the man said he was a builder and said he would do it, and she believed him, which that also didn't make any sense to me. This whole scene confused the hell out of me. This was the most, this was the peak of my confusion. Yeah. This scene. And she hasn't seen him before today. Shinjay grabs one of the men to take him outside to talk but Shinjay is grabbed but Jangmi grabs the other guy and asks him if he's crazy how dare he touch a cop's body does the man want Jangmi to remove his wrist and this is a new side of him right and the leader guy out of the two is impressed because Jangmi looks like one of them Shinjay threatens the leaders saying he's going to make sure his last meal is in prison. The leader says, sure, but the person who took his money should go to jail as well. 
He takes her purse, Shinjay takes her purse and dumps out the money at his feet. The leader says this isn't right. He won't go to jail alone. Shinjay tells the officers that arrive to arrest every single person there. Shinjay leaves his mother there and Jiangmi says he'll stay and wrap this up. We hear Shinjay's mother try to get out because her son is a detective and Shinjay hears his mother just like, crying out being like you can't do this as he's like leaning against the wall as more cops come like running inside the building it's poor kind boy of sad. yeah it's super sad yeah. but like it also because he almost seemed like he didn't mean for his mom to get caught like yeah. he seemed almost surprised when the police showed up but you called the police yeah why did you bring her there the whole thing confused me and then just from the beginning yeah the whole like like, was it implying that the gang leader set her up because he knew that was Shinjay's mom? Like, I, I feel like, I hope there's some explanation of this scene going forward because I feel like there were a lot of parts I didn't understand. Yeah, I agree. Tail, however, leaves the library and she's staring at a lion plushie that matches Gon's, so we don't know how either one of them oh, got it. Them? When a cyclist bumps into her and her police badge falls into a storm drain, she gets a call from forensics and they ask where she got the money from. Okay, but also the kid on the bike, that was the kid with the yo-yo in the alley, I think. Oh. I think. Again, unless I'm just terrible with faces. (laughs) Which I'm like, is this all connected? (laughs) Maybe. Ooh, who, do they just the have one child gone? after? Is the kid gone? You've already done this once to me, screenwriter. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, or like, is he somehow connected to Rim? Ooh. <sighs> She's gargling in excitement. <sighs> At the station, the forensics woman tells her the bills are real that he, that um, tail had confiscated from gone in like the first episode everything that makes money real are identical it's a real banknote printed by a bank and i was like wow i can't believe like you could also tell that with money that right i also thought that rim is at the bookstore again and the note inside says the king returns to the palace then remembers the moments when time had stopped then burns the note and he knows that Gon has figured out how to use the flute. Gon goes back to the place where the flute used to be kept and where that terrible night happened. Gon uncovers all the glass cases and he finds the four tiger sword in one of them. Gon remembers his father telling him a story about the sword and that Gon should wield it with deep thoughts and make things right. And only the king can become the four tiger swords owner. And then we have a really cute scene of like, can you do it? Even if it means you have to eat your greens. And Gon's like, so I cute. don't know if I can do that. No. <laughs> I like that they're suddenly in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only accent I know how to do, Lisa. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that, Daddy. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that, sir. <laughs> oh, that was super cute. Oh, that was cute. Gon sticks the sword in the glass case in his room that had been empty. Mm-hmm. Now what is it? What is this? A moment of resolution? I have no. I'm idea. coming for you, Uncle Boy. I'm coming for you, Uncle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> you better get out of here. 
<laughs> Throw all there, just strap on your chaps. Strap on your chaps. Put, put your boots on. Gotta have steel toes in them. <laughs> Lace up your spurs, cause I'm coming. It's a shootout around here. <laughs> Tail is looking up security footage of Gon, and it shows him going towards a bamboo forest and disappearing. She heads to the spot, but she finds nothing. Gon is outside when Yang catches up with him to let him know Oknam is upset because she thinks he left the palace again when time again stops. Gon starts rattling off a number, and I tried to Google yeah. it, and it was the E constant? Whatever that oh. means. I didn't get into a high enough math to know what that is, but sure. Or a science? I don't know when the E constant is used. It's oh, e interesting. Use I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. I'm very... I'm, what is it? I, I, I assumed he was counting the seconds, but you're right. That makes more sense. Then time begins again. He uses however many numbers he was able to get to to see how many seconds would have passed... Which, weird flex, but okay. Right? He tells Yang that time has stopped for a second time and asks if Yang felt anything. Yang is, of course, confused and asks where Gon went when he left the palace. Gon tells him he went to a parallel universe and what it was like there. Yang says he's going to ask for a doctor. And Yang asks for Oknam and Gon runs after him and tells him not to. He's like, don't you do that. <laughs> it's just, uh... We love friendship. Oh, yeah, for sure. Lim is being driven somewhere. I, I never know which universe he's in, ever. Oh, no, 100%. The most confusing parts of the show. Yeah, and I feel like that's on purpose. Like, you're never yes. supposed yes. to know where he is. And his driver asks him which of the two parallel universes are better. Lim hands him a book called Rear Earth Element. Lim says they don't have that book in whatever universe they're currently in. The driver says he should have brought gold instead, but the driver in the alternate universe, or the other universe, uh, runs a bookstore and told them to bring his alternate self that book. Who knows why? <gasps> Wait, it was called Rare Earth Elements? Yeah. Isn't that what the Prime Minister says earlier when she's like, Korea has a bunch of Rare Earth Elements, and so we need to make sure we can like get Qatar's help? <gasps> You're right. I just had that thought. Oh my gosh. It goes so deep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because she says we have rare elements here in the kingdom of Korea and we have the technology to process them. So that <laughs> that's what they need to, that, and that's what they want to use to, what? I'm sorry, but you just grabbed a hanger in the middle of that and started waving it around. It's just so random. I'm sorry. It's because it's right here Please on my, on my thing. <laughs> um, waving a hanger around. But that's what they needed to use as their um, like stronghold to get people to help them. Yeah. Like that Did was their advantage. Oh. That's crazy. I'm so glad that you mentioned that again because I did not yeah. think about it until that moment. Wow. Hey, here we go. Shit's happening. Shit's happening. Jonghee? 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 I think it's Jonghee. Gon's mother in the Republic of Korea. Oh, okay. That's her name. Is cleaning the floors. 
Lim says she goes to the charnel house often, and I had to look up what this was. Me too. <laughs> and what was it? It's like a place. It's like a. I already forgot too. <laughs> Me too. Charnel. It's like a, a house. Oh, I think it's like a graveyard. So like where? Oh, I imagine it's where her son's ashes are. Yeah, it's a building or vault in which corpses or bones are piled. So yeah, I think that's yeah where her. We just never say that word in English. We're just no. like yeah, the grave, right in there. And the grave. Like, yeah, I've never heard that word. Yeah. So see, we're learning stuff. We're over here learning yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, same way that like in the last episode, they called the hood of the car the bonnet. Oh. Which I was like, I have never heard it referred to as a bonnet. Me either. Maybe I don't know if that's like an English thing. Yeah, like the trunk is a boot, and the front is the a bonnet. The bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> Why are British people so adorable? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if that's a British thing. I though. feel like these situations are where it's like whoever is translating it just doesn't know that specific word because it's so seldom used and so they just look up the translation and so it's something that they wouldn't know like we that's not how we'd use like we would never use that in colloquial speech maybe she says it's for herself because who knows when she'll die though it looks like Lim will never die she then throws her dish towel at him and asks what's the matter with him and yells why do you never age but he just leaves Dude, the whole scene was creepy. It like, was creepy. does he kind of like keep her as a wife? I, I can't tell. Don't know what he does. It just, and I can't tell yeah. if he like keeps her locked in there when he's not yeah, there. Yeah, me too. I don't know, but he also tells her he's like, you can go out for dinner too, but you're gonna eat your, you're gonna be alone for dinner. I don't know. It's it's very strange. Yeah, I got really creepy vibes though. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But... <laughs> he leaves and he opens a different door outside I don't know and that's where he's keeping and developing pictures and he's developing a picture of Prince Booyang it's I'm just like what is happening I'm just not following it's all so very confusing right now like okay my only theories are a he's tracking people or b maybe he's tracking the alternate versions of people for some reason see I went much darker and I was like either okay either these are the people he's helped or these are the people he's killed or is going to kill oh okay yeah because so. i'm still in the fence of like where is prince weong is he on Liam's side and so like maybe is he a plant is he a mole for him like i hope not i know Ugh. anyway in his study question mark in his library i don't know <laughs> Gone, so many rooms for one man. I know. Gone asks why Yang isn't going home. It's because Oknam told Yang to keep an eye on the king. Gone looks outside and sees guards are standing on guard in case he tries to escape out the window. And when he looks out, like all the guards salute him, and it's very funny. <laughs> I like because he like smiles at them and he just rolls his eyes. I know. <laughs> Tail is taking a new photo for her badge. She writes down that she lost her badge because of a rough scuffle with a suspect. <laughs> she remembers when Gon told her her badge was made. The officer says it'll be ready around late October, so she doesn't have to wait until November 11th. Phew! Yeah, back in Gon's study, 
he's been updated that the Prime Minister won on the salary increase debate, and the Secretary is happy because if the Prime Minister serves another term, then the Prime Minister won't be able to flirt with the King. Gon finds this very funny and tells her not to worry because he knows someone prettier than the Prime Minister. And Uh-oh. the secretary says, you do? And then turns to side-eye Yang? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I know! What is happening? Like, do does, like, everybody, like, know? <laughs> like, I, I, everybody has to know that Yang likes the king, or everybody's just like, I just have a sneaking suspicion that because the king isn't married yet or dating anybody that they must be in a gay relationship. Oh my goodness. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Again, like I didn't pick up on that one, but like once you explain it, yeah, like that is because I thought she was just being like, oh, apparently he has someone. Isn't that funny, Yong? Like, like, what do you know? Yeah. Like, you know where he's been, but no. Yeah. (laughs) Ah! It's so annoying because the more it goes on, the more I ship it. It makes me sad that it's not going to happen. I know. I know. Actually, now I'm like, it should be the king and his bodyguard, and then it should be Tail and Shinji. And yeah. everybody be happy. Everybody's happy. Exactly. Exactly. It thunders, and Gon's shoulder starts to hurt. He tells the secretary not to let Oknam know, and he'll have Yong check it. Chong thinks... Chong? <laughs> That was honestly a slip of the tongue. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Kelsey's a racist. (laughs) No! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. It feels good after my, like, 17,000 flubs in the last episode. confident flub those are the great ones <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay young thinks it's an act but then it thunders again and he sees the lightning burns across his shoulder young gets very frantic and runs to go get the royal doctor and then god just leaves out the window what like you're an asshole sir yes <laughs> Yes, it's like you made Young worry. Right. And then you're just going to leave? Oh. Right. In the Republic of Korea, the phone comes back as just an unregistered burner phone that has three voice messages on it. Tail listens to the messages and it's just the news, which is confusing. Did you hear what the news said, though? Well, yeah, but I didn't remember it. The only thing I noticed is that it talks about, like, something, and, like, the CEO of the company, it was Prince Biong, Biong, or his name, um, Jong-in. It was Lee Jong-in. Oh. Or whatever his name is. So I think he, so I think Liam is tracking down this world's version of Prince Biong. I can't Why? say his name for the life of me. Biong? Biong. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not Biong. Oh, no. <laughs> Booyah! There we Booyang. go. <laughs> Booyah! <laughs> Booyah! It's like, what is that? Prince Blah! <laughs> we got Chong and we got Booyah! <laughs> Booyah! 
strong, so funny. Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it talks about this world's version of him. <laughs> oh, interesting. I feel like I have to watch these episodes, like, Three or four times before I, like, catch everything. Oh, just this one was, like, insane. This, I, well, that's why, so the whole reason I found a review of this episode was because I had to look up a summary of this episode because I was like, what the fuck is happening? Can someone explain this to me? (laughs) Yeah. Like, is my interpretation totally off? What is happening? But for those parts, all the summaries I read were just, like, they'd say what happened, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't provide any interpretation, so I'm like, great, you guys are all where I am. Thanks yeah. for nothing. Yeah. Shinji appears in Throwdown. Throwdown. <laughs> Shinji appears and throws down Tail's new badge and heard she lost her old one in a scuffle, which I don't think he believes at all. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, she's been going without a badge for a while, and it's been issued that day, which is November 11th. And. Ah! Also, I didn't realize that much time passed. I know, same. And Tail is shook to say the least. Yeah. Gon calls her, and when she hears it's him, she hangs up. <laughs> what? Immediately. And he calls again, and then she just hangs up again. But she goes to, she leaves to meet him. And Gon is there with Maximus! Maximus! I don't. I like how he's like. I must bring my horse when I, I go through the gate. I know. It is necessary. She asks him where he's been, and he says, "My world." She thinks he's lying. She then asks why he came back. He says, "There's a sum of money I have to pay back, and I need two more stamps for my coupon." <laughs> coupon. Why am I so hick today? It's probably because it's so late. <laughs> probably. And he also wanted to know if she was doing all right. And now that he's paid the money he owes and seen her, he should get going. She asks him about the ID picture he has of her and wants to know if her hair is up or down in the picture. He doesn't answer right away and says, so that was today. And asks if she lost it while he was away. She, (laughs) She asks about her hair again. And he says it was tied up. And he goes over to her to pull her hair back and says, like this. (laughs) I don't know whether that was really cheesy or really smooth. Right? And someone was kissing you like this. (laughs) (laughs) She then asks what she was wearing in the picture. He says, just a navy jacket. (laughs) What are you wearing? Just a navy jacket? Oh my god. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) He asks her if she wants to see it for herself. She can come with him now if she wants, to his world. And she says if he's lying, he's dead. The portal (laughs) appears, and they go through it, and I was, like, typing these, like, out as it was happening, and literally (laughs) I keyboard smashed. (laughs) I know, I'm like, I can't believe that happened in, like, the fourth episode. I know, and I was like, oh my god, they're going through it. <laughs> and they're both riding, and it's magical. It's magical. Yang and the other guards appear, and Yang looks so disappointed. I know. <sighs> oh, poor boy. I'm sad he's sad. I know, and it's weird, because it's like, I want to know what you're thinking. Same. 
Gon tells him to take ten steps back, even Yang, because Tail seems to be in shock. She turns to him, and he's like, yeah, I'm the king of the kingdom of Korea, and my name is Legon, though you can't call me that. And that is the end of episode ah, what four. What else are they, like, so close to each other? I know. I was like, like kiss, Are we going to get... Kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> but, are we going to get a horseback kiss? I am here for it. But I, don't, I, I think no dice. I don't think Tail's no. that kind of girl. Nope. She's probably going to, like, jump right off or something. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like super excited for next episode because I also just did not expect her to ever go, or at least certainly not this quickly, same. to his world. And so it's like it looks like next episode is gonna be her running around in his world. Yeah, it looks like she pulls a gun on Yang, and I'm like, what the heck? Don't <gasps> hurt our boy. Do not, Dale. We were on your side until you did that. Yeah. So maybe you are mean. Maybe the reviews are right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what they say, they're right about you. What were you saying? Oh, I'm just like, if I ever have to force rank our boys, I don't think I can. No. All our good, beautiful boys. Yeah. Though, I think I'm slightly cheering a bit more for Young, just because I just want to. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Gotta support the gays, okay? (laughs) Gotta support the gays. No, I was so excited. Like, that was the one thing that I had to text you when... It was the, like, what's your style? And he, like, looked down. I was like, Kelsey, you're right. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but that, like, sealed the deal for me. It's so weird because it's, like, just talking about it, it doesn't sound like a big deal. No. But, like, seeing it in the moment of the show. you it, it's Yeah, it's, like, you have to watch, like, understand, like, the, this actor is so good. He's, He's so, so very good. subtle about it, but you can just clearly tell. You can just clearly tell. And if this is just queer baiting, I'm going to be so mad. But this is, this is too, it's too much to, like, just be, like, uh-huh, maybe, you never know, it's very clear, yeah. it's very I have clear. a feeling it's not gonna go anywhere. No. But I do, I have a feeling they're gonna, like, very vaguely address it. Which is gonna make me mad. Yeah. Maybe they can pull, like, a, a Voltron and just, during the credit scene, he <laughs> has a wedding with another man. <laughs> We don't talk about season eight of Voltron. <laughs> Except for the credits. Except for the credits. At least at you. least Shiro's credit scene. Yes, just Shiro. That's all that happened in seven season seven. <laughs> season eight. Shiro got married and he's living married. his happy gay life and we support it. Spoilers. Yeah. Oh yeah, spoilers. <laughs> I do like because last episode. There was one time where you talked about Keith, and then we just had no context around it. And I thought about that as I was editing, but I left it in because I thought it was so funny. But I'm like, nobody's gonna have the fuck what we're talking about unless they've watched Voltron. Even then, though, because all we said was like, unless you're Keith, and then we both laughed. And it was like, even if you watched, you might be like, what Keith? <laughs> it was Voltron's Keith. It was like, Voltron's Keith. Love him. He went from my son to damn son. <laughs> I remember yes. making that joke. <laughs> so funny. Was that about Keith? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it was about Keith because <laughs> he spent seven years aging. Yeah. Whatever. It was two years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he went from my son to damn son. Damn son. Yeah. He even got himself a little pet. 
A really cool like a wolf. wolf. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> like a large fox. It's like a large fox. My ideal man. I sent you this TikTok where this girl is like going through all the fox types, or at least three fox types. Did you see it? Yeah. Oh, it was so cute. And it's so the cute. last one, it was just like all like yeah, it was all squished. Like, oh, What's so God. funny is like that's the fox account that I follow on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, there's there's Juniper and there's Finnegan. Like, oh, that's some of the foxes. so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> I love how that like popped up on my TikTok feed. <laughs> if that always happens, it's like this. This is a thing Lisa would like. So I think since I'm sending it to people, they're like, we oh, need yeah. to show you more of this because you like it. And I'm like, I mean, I do. I do. The foxes were very cute. There's the game. But that was episodes three and four of. Oh, yeah. I forgot we were still doing the podcast. <laughs> I was just rambling on. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> but you were very very quick today i know i had a shorter episode than you i'm very proud of myself i usually ramble yeah well like and it, it was great like you explain everything well i'm good job i mean you always do but i know it's like slightly back in a credit with but i'll take it <laughs> i didn't mean just take it okay it's a compliment. okay <laughs> all right so yeah episodes three and four of the king eternal monarch which I'm waiting to understand the title of the show. Why he is eternal. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter, if you so please, at Dramatized Pod. And join us next time when we talk about episodes five and six. And until then. <laughs> Don't get traumatized. By the dramatized. <laughs>